Five, four, three, two. We're rolling. Let's awesome, go. my friend. Well, thank you for doing this. Hell yeah, man. It's a pleasure to be here, bro. Mr. O'Neill, I appreciate it. If you guys don't know, uh, this is the genius behind the RMT artwork. Uh, super dope. Very much thanks for that. For sure, man. For sure. I don't know yeah. about super genius or anything, but... Super genius, man. Glad to help you out, man. Glad to be you on know? the set here, finally, behind yeah. the scenes. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for the invite, but I had to I had, I had to wait for it, you know? Yeah, you know, I get sure warmed up a little bit, you yeah. know? But now we're here, and uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. Hell yeah, man. You've definitely been killing it. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, like, with this new found, like, chapter in American history, you know, going to 2020 and beyond, like, people are just going to be fed up. You know, mm -hmm. people are fed up with doing, like, the same old bullshit jobs, doing the same old bullshit, you know, just being on this hamster wheel all the time. Mm -hmm. And you really got to start looking for things you really want to do. What do you want to spend your time doing? And for me, it would be this, you know. For sure, man. So, you have the time, and we have the tools, and uh, why not make it happen, you know? For sure, man. And there's not a lot of people that are doing that, you know? Some people are letting it go to waste and stuff, mm -hmm. so it's good to see you're doing your thing. I can definitely tell that you're, like, having fun with it, too. Yeah. It doesn't I'm, feel like work, does it? Here, here's my pitch. You're never, ever going to get paid to stay home again. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you're collecting unemployment and you're not mm -hmm. doing anything, fuck you. Yeah. Plain and simple. For sure. You're never going to have an opportunity like this again where you you essentially get paid like you're going to work, but you're not going to work. So take advantage of that. Like, it doesn't feel like work to me, you know, when it comes to the video editing or audio editing or just making the content itself, mm -hmm. putting it on Instagram and doing all these different things, man. It's like, I was so worried a couple weeks into it, my mind would just go to mush, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because it's easy. It's easy just to get sucked into Netflix and Hulu and like, you know not exercise and then you start eating like shit and then it just it, yeah. it's a vicious cycle yeah you know and i saw myself not i didn't get too deep into it or anything like that but it was starting you know mm -hmm. i bought cheez-its you know the last time i bought cheez-its bro i said i i gotta make some changes that's one of those purchases where you're just like am i really gonna buy this yeah i'm gonna buy it. i threw it in the cart i said i feel bad about it but i'm still gonna do it yeah you know? absolutely i'm gonna hate myself but i'm buying it anyway and then i think they only last like two or three days yeah and uh that's good though the wifey went to go get some and she started laughing i'm like what's so funny and she's like you you ate like this whole bag or Dude, that's better than me. I'll like get it and I'll just smash immediately because like mm -hmm. you know like I went through that phase and it's like I would never have like snacks or anything and I get something and it'd be gone like that after. Yeah, and I'm like ah, why not? Well, but, that's why I don't get them because I just yeah, consume yeah. them so quickly. For sure. So it's almost like I just don't even touch it, you know. Yeah. Like don't even bring that into the house. And then the next time you buy it, you're like, well, this is why I don't buy these. Exactly. Well, you need the reminder every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. You gotta slip. It's good to slip every once in a while. You know what people have kind of now like what has reemerged in people's brains is like we are gonna die you know mm -hmm. so you can get back a box of cheese that's every yeah. once in a while but that shouldn't be your diet yeah yeah it's know? like the vibes of like oh it's the end times it's the end of the world anyway so just do it have some cheeses yeah have some cheeses <laughs> tell your fourth grade crush you loved them hey do you whatever get, you got nothing to lose at this point yeah for real you man. know yeah, no, but dude, I've definitely, like, I think everybody kind of went through, like, that phase initially, because, mm -hmm. like, I would say, I was thinking about this earlier, I think I'm in stage three of my mm -hmm. quarantine, 
How many stages are there? I don't know. Reigns to be seen, man. We there could be more stages. I don't know. Or I could revert back to a previous stage. Yeah, well, that's like, true. Yeah, that could happen to that. Like but, Florida. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're reverting for sure. <laughs> but yeah, dude, stage one was definitely the like. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat. I'm not gonna like. I'm just gonna be like. It was kind of like a vacation. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, was an at home vacation. Yep. It was like, oh, we're telling us all we're gonna stay at home. We can't do anything. So and it was kind of just like nobody knew how to digest reality so it was like oh if i have no idea how to digest it i'm just gonna escape it yeah and i'm just gonna do that and then like after a while i think you know most people i mean dude there's still probably a lot of people who are in stage one right now you know definitely because like you talk about you know doing like you know doing this like being productive like taking advantage of this time and you know there's definitely people who haven't been or whatever but uh what's the recipe for disaster Mm. like the human brain needs something to do Mm. and uh there's nothing wrong with taking time to chill, you know. Yeah. But you have to be productive as well. Right. Physically through exercise and, you know, mentally through, you know, whether it's reading new books or taking on a new project, learning mm-hmm. a new craft, like, yeah, keep them juices flowing. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah, you can't just let it go stale because it's like, dude, if you know, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there who have wasted this time and like I'm gonna be productive or whatever, and then if they were like, um. Oh, the quarantine is going to be over on Monday. They'd be like, oh, man, I wish I would have did something, you know? Yeah, man. So Regret's like, the worst thing ever. Yeah. You know? Would you feel like if they said, like, you had to go back full time and you're going to work overtime and all this, like, on mm-hmm. Monday, would you feel pretty good about your past couple months? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, just be between getting, like, the STS9 fan page up and running and, you know, making huge headway there, you know, being able to interview Alana and, you know, talk to zach and and all that stuff that which then morphed into getting the podcast back going Mm -hmm. and you know reaching out to my creative friends like you and annie that you know have helped me out tremendously and yeah man i mean it just is like my my off time now is like spiraled into like this creativity center you Mm -hmm. know of like just whatever you want to do just do it for sure like who cares you know do what you want to do and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have like this long-term goal for the podcast. I mm-hmm. just like making them and sharing them and, you know. Yeah. And, and it's cool, like, especially using Squarespace because I can see where my, where people are like viewing from. Mm-hmm. It's places like I have no connections to, some of them. Really? You know? What's the wildest place somebody's looked at your site? I wouldn't say it's wild. I mean, like out in Illinois and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like Alaska or something like that. Yeah, it's not like something way out there. But the fact that I don't really know too many people in Illinois Uh and someone's like checking my stuff out from there is pretty cool. Yeah, that's what's up. And that's where it starts, you know. It it has to start somewhere. It starts small and, Mm. you know, they got some friends and they share it along and, you know. We keep making content, keep putting it out, and kind of figure out the best way to do it. Now mm-hmm. that I'm in a space where, like, with the Instagram account, is like catching up mm-hmm. from all my older content, just trying to get things on there in an organized fashion. So when mm-hmm. you went through it, it's like cohesive. Yeah. Through the podcast, for and, sure. And now that that's done, you know, it's just like figuring out the new way to release podcasts. So before I would just put up all the videos, right? Well, probably with yours, I'll put out like some snippets and then release the podcast just to, you know, give people like a tease of what's about to come and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So 
Yeah. Or the whole podcast will be a snippet. We'll see how much we can edit out. <laughs> how much allegedly we got to throw in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just been a crazy time. And it's easy to get sucked into the negativity, you know. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get sucked into the politics. It's easy to get sucked into the racism and, you know, just like all the madness going on in the world. But it's so overwhelming because we're not really designed for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, our ancestors cared about themselves and providing for themselves and their family. And then that kind of blossomed into like taking care of your town. So you want a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of blossoms into the world, but our minds aren't really meant to digest the world. Right. And then that's why I think so many people get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with news, with social media, because this is too much, man. Our yeah. brains aren't designed for that. Our brains aren't yeah. computers that can just process all this data 24 seven nonstop. You know, it gets to a certain point. You mm-hmm. see, like, enough cops, like, throwing 100-pound girls and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, pepper sprays and, you know, I mean, just the long list of things that we have just seen, like, time and time again. And uh, yeah, this is too much, dude. You got to find mm-hmm. things to keep your mind occupi- occupied. Yeah, 100%, man. That's, like, how I was just telling you before we went on the air how, like, I had to delete not delete it, but just for now, like, just going a little cleanse yeah. from Instagram for, like, Take a week a pause. and a half. And, dude, it's fucked. It felt so good just to kind of like unplug and just like you're saying because it's like you can feel all the tension of the whole world mm-hmm. in right here on your phone and you just like you said like you can't handle all that dude it's like you look around like how many times in your day-to-day life i mean like yeah there's a lot of tension going on out there and it's easy to say it's like two white guys or whatever but like you don't feel nearly as much tension just like walking around outside no. like you walk the dog down the street go to the store like yeah there's tension in the air and stuff um you know, because people wearing masks, like there's stuff going on, obviously, but nothing like what you see on your phone. No. And it's just like when you just like separate from all this that's just going right into the mainframe all day long, all night long or whatever like that. It's just like so much feels so much healthier. And it's just like, uh, it's a lot, man. Well, it's a weight going off your shoulder. Yeah. You know, so many people get trapped in thinking the world's problems are their problems. Mm. And as a society, we do build this world that we live in. Mm. But... At the same time, like if your mental health isn't in a good space, then you're not gonna be able to help anyone, including right. yourself. You know, so you step back. You know, sometimes like the lack of self awareness is what gets people in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like you were self aware enough to realize, like this is having a negative impact on me. I'm not saying I'm never hopping back on Instagram, but you know, however time, however long. Or amount of time it's going to take to kind of, you know, be able to just relieve that from your everyday life. Uh, you know, that's a powerful thing, man. And you got to listen to that voice. Because so many people don't. Then they end up popping in comments and starting mm-hmm. shit. And yeah, like, it's a fruitless. That's a fruitless. Oh, it's crazy. Dude. They start crying about yeah. 5G and coronavirus. Yeah. a bunch uh, of wacky shit, you know. People have been going deep in the hole, man. I know a couple of people that were really Same. about the 5G. The 5G stuff. Like the 5G and the vaccines. The, here's here's what I would ask of those people. Learn your history. Because trust me, when 3G was coming around, people said the same shit. Mm-hmm. When 4G came around, people said the same shit. Yeah, because you've been like front lines working on yeah, this Yeah, I mean, I've since. been in the mobile industry for six years. It's like, you know, every time we come to the new G, it's like... You know, it's yeah. cancer-ridden, and it's, it's the end of the world, and it's like Y2K all over again and shit like that. It's just like, dude, they wouldn't put this everywhere 
here's the problem with conspiracy theorists. They always think that the rich are trying to kill the poor, which makes no fucking sense because the reason people are rich is because the poor work. Mm -hmm. The poor or middle class, whatever you want to call it, works to make these things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the ant on the anthill analogy. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to want to wipe out civilization because then these fuckers are going to have to work. Yeah, for sure. People turn the wheel just like uh, Amazon. Yeah. You know, like he's got all them worker bees out there in the field and he made like what is like net worth went up by 13 billion in like a day or something. Oh, dude, he has the best comeback story ever. He got divorced like two years ago, lost half his fortune. And within two years, less than a thousand days, half his fortune, he lost half, half his fortune in the divorce. And in two years, he made all that money back. How fucking crazy is that? That's crazy, dude. He lost like some like 170 like million dollars or some wild shit like that. I feel like it was more than that. It's probably more than that. Now I feel like we gotta look it up. Yeah, Jamie, look that up. Look that up, Jamie. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to say it once to get it out of the way. Dude. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a comeback. I mean, it's like a comeback story for sure. It's not a tear jerking comeback story. (laughs) (laughs) So his net worth is 178 billion and then i can't even spell this fucker's name right oh there's the boom you're about to see his uh, name everywhere pretty soon bro oh dude all right so this via google bloomberg.com jeff bezos's net worth has smashed through his previous peak even after he relinquished a quarter of his stake in amazon.com inc as part of a divorce settlement last year Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. He he's a hundred and seventy one point six billionaire. Wow, dude, I would do unforgivable things for like one one thousandth of a stake in Amazon. So he was a hundred fifty seven dollar billionaire with the divorce. She got half of that, oh. and now he's back up to a hundred and seventy one. So he's actually more rich than he was yeah. when he got divorced. Maybe maybe he got fueled by the divorce. Yeah, maybe, right. Like, maybe like those, fuck everything, yeah, dude. All those poor workers that aren't getting any benefits, they've got his ex-wife to thank for it. Oh, that's so crazy, man. <laughs> you guys aren't getting shit. You know, I got when uh, when they need to send like essentials out. But the one Amazon worker, when the coronavirus like really got serious, and he's like, y'all don't need dildos. Yeah. And he's like showing this dildo. He's like, y'all don't need dildos. This isn't essential. Yeah. Like y'all need <laughs> paper towels and, you know... <laughs> like shit around the house is one thing but like we shouldn't be sending stuff like this out yeah. you know? <laughs> dude that would piss me off too risking my life every day mm-hmm. to make sure people are getting dildos well especially then too because we didn't know really anything in march yeah you know we didn't yeah. we weren't sure how you could get it and if it stayed on surfaces for a long time and how the weather affected it and we still don't know you know everything we need to but at least we know some stuff now yeah the imagination was running really wild mm-hmm. in march Dodo sounds like a great way to get it, though. I mean, you can make the argument that it probably calmed people out, so it might be essential. Yeah, maybe they should have shipped them out more. You know, it's kind of like the weed argument. Yeah. Like, weed was considered an essential business, but still a federally Mm -hmm. one scheduled narcotic, or schedule one federal narcotic. Right. How messed up is that, dude? Well, it's just so crazy that they could, like, literally be treating cancer patients. Mm -hmm. And the definition of a federal 
or a Schedule One federal uh, drug is it has no medical benefit whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude! You know, yeah. But I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of the weaknesses in our society were exposed. You know, in this, and this whole thing. You yeah. know, whether that's the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. You know, the I think the one of the biggest problems is just the disbursement of money right like mm-hmm. all this money comes in from taxes and what do we do with it mm-hmm. well the vast majority goes to the military like an overwhelmingly right. amount goes to the military especially compared to like the healthcare and sh- like healthcare uh, education mm-hmm. all that you know so i'm not saying we don't give money to the military cuz mm-hmm. you know i like that things don't blow up here you know right, right. <laughs> i like that yeah but if their budget's like 600 billion mm-hmm. can we take like a hundred billion mm-hmm. you know and disperse that into some other places yeah. like you're still gonna have 500 billion to work with it's not yeah. like you're you're fucked yeah it's like you're you're in pretty good shape yeah we're still pretty good you know that was like that initial uh the initial refund check that went out to everybody they're like oh like the two trillion dollar stimulus check or whatever like that and it kind of woke everybody up they're like oh shit they, they got a lot of our money don't they Oh, two trillion oh, yeah, dollars. Man. I mean, think about it. They, I mean, they take a take money out of your paycheck every two weeks. You know, they tax the, they tax everyone, mm-hmm. the poor, the rich, everyone. Everyone's thrown yeah. in the pot. Dude, the IRS was totally unreachable this mm-hmm. year because I had some stuff going on with my W twos because I still had like some stuff hungover from like working in another state and I was trying to get like my old W twos and my one someone like I wasn't able to get them to me in time. And dude, I was trying for the longest time to contact the IRS. Nobody answers the phones, like nobody in person. Um, you can't go to their offices. Their offices are closed. It's like you need – dude, it's so crazy how – I don't know. Like they can't function, really? You got this dude shipping dildos out. Like, <laughs> people need help with their money in the IRS, and they're like, oh, we're nowhere to be found. It's the weird thing about government, man. You know, it's, it's back to the old political argument. Like is it better to have big government or small government? I think like a good balance, you know, I think too much of one or too much of the other. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because we have so many people. Right. You know, it's easier to say for smaller countries, but for a country our size, it's like for, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful that our tax money does go to like fire departments. Mm -hmm. Like my house starts burning down. I don't have to worry about like contacting some private company Mm -hmm. and like negotiating a deal while my house is burning down. Yeah. You know, it's nice that they just show up and we'll figure it out later, you know? Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, there's a lot of government programs that probably really don't need to be government programs. They could be businesses on their own. Yeah. Dude, you know? you're right. There's like, there's always, there's so many different people in so many different parts of the country. Like there's just so much, cha- there'll never not be chaos. Mm-hmm. I feel like we would be so much better off if there was like five different countries in America. If it was like the Southeast was one country. Yeah. Like the Midwest and maybe New England was a country, maybe like the Central Plains and then maybe yeah. like the West Coast was its own country. I feel like they would get along so much, like they had such an easier time yeah. agreeing on shit. Well, if you put like-minded people in certain sections... There wouldn't be as much of a debate on how their section should be ran. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, the things that we're divisive on is because we're living with people with different viewpoints. But if you're, like, if you had the freedom to move, say if you broke it up into five different countries, and you had the freedom to move to any of those countries you wanted to, and you could kind of, like, shape it around where you're, you know, 
because what you're what your views are in your 20s is way different in your 40s mm-hmm. so you could go let's say like to colorado area mm-hmm. in your 20s and then you're like all right this shit's just like yeah i, I don't agree with a lot a lot of this anymore so right. i'm gonna go up you know up north more or something mm-hmm. like that it could work yeah, like if if it was open borders, you mean between yeah, like five open borders countries. between the five. Yeah, say if you broke United States of America up into five countries, and then you know you keep liberals, you know, real st- strong progressives on one end, and then yeah. like you're more, you know, old school Democrats somewhere else, and then you put your you know far right people here, and yeah. you're more like middle middle of the road people in Florida or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's funny just hearing like the verbiage of talking about this. It's like, oh, we'll dice them all up and put everybody in yeah. camps. Yeah, <laughs> wherever you want to go. <laughs> no, but dude, it definitely would. I feel like that would be like a much better model. Maybe. Because it's like, I mean, when because one thing I've been thinking about this year is like, there's so much chaos going on. But like, I kind of sit back and I think about it. I'm like, man, there's always a lot of chaos mm-hmm. going on here. Like, there's never not. There's always sure. some crazy thing. Like, I forget, someone maybe brought up, like, ISIS or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, it's Iran, it's ISIS, it's this, it's that. Like, some type, like always some type of, like, social, you know, thing that's going mm-hmm. on. And it's just like, dude, it never stops here. It doesn't. We always have an enemy. Mm-hmm. That's what really throws me off about media. Because even when we, you know, like, when we uh, left the, the Afghan and Iraq war when Obama was president, I was like, man, and then they try to go into Syria, and we're, I was like, man, they're just trying to make it another enemy. It's like there's always the next enemy mm-hmm. to be had, right? You know, and that's what keeps the news cycle going. Yeah, and it's vicious, man. You know, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, dude, it is. You know, and it's like, who's to say that we don't have this many enemies? But like, I feel like the media just makes it a little bit more than yeah, it man. is. You know, like we definitely have threats for sure. I mean, dude, we're fighting everybody. We're superpower of the world mm-hmm. um but like you know they definitely play on it you know play it up they play it up yeah 100 percent. you know we always look to be like in the positive light mm-hmm. but if you went over there it's the polar yeah. opposite right you know you grow up singing america the beautiful <laughs> and all this and that and then they're like death to america <laughs> yeah right you ever seen that video death to america mm-hmm. i've seen some death to america videos it was like was in a like church a in video? Iraq. No, it was like a church in Iraq, and they're like chanting "Death to America," <clears throat> and then the guy gets up and he's like, "Well, we're not saying death to all America. It's just more like Donald Trump and like, <laughs> <laughs> like on. that type of America, you know." <laughs> Come on over, bro. But we really have it all, man. You know, I think when people look at Trump or they look at Obama, they're like, you know, that's America or this is America. It's like it's all America, bro. <laughs> Yeah. There's just as many people running run around here like Trump that just kind of talks out of their ass mm-hmm. and just kind of says whatever comes to mind. Yeah. And then you got Obamas running around that are, you know, well-spoken, well-put-together. Yeah. They're organizers and, they you know, their strategy behind what they're doing. They're just not going off the cuff. Yeah. You know? America has many faces. We have many Very faces, many man. faces. There really isn't just one. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just like a big experiment. We are. Aliens. We are. I mean, I don't know for aliens. Actually, you see today the Pentagon. Yeah. You see that? (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Like, only in 2020 could they admit that there's UFOs in the sky, and we're like, yeah, but, like, that's (laughs) by far not the craziest shit we've (laughs) seen. Yeah, we got bigger fish to fry. (laughs) 
But it is crazy. I mean, I, I like that they're finally admitting to it, you know? Well, do you think they're admitting it now just because Definitely. of all the crazy just going Definitely. down? So like, ooh. It's the best time to announce. Look, man, when there's, like, not much going on and they announce something like that, it becomes mm. really big news. But People between between presidential elections, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and everything in between of that. <sighs> yeah, aliens are just like, yeah, of course. We've been watching YouTube videos of UFOs for years. Yeah. You know, as, as they weren't keeping anything a secret. They just yeah. never verified that they had, you know, um, intelligence on the subject. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's weird that, like, you know, I felt like the kind of the same way. It's like, okay, big deal. You know, like, mm-hmm. we already kind of thought it was real anyway. But a little part of me is kind of just like, okay, what's your angle? Why are you telling us this? I mean, I think it's just to the point where it's just like, it's kind of like weed. Like, what's the point of even lying about it? Yeah. Like, we know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we still playing this game? Mm-hmm. And it takes so long for that, because they can't just shift. Like, you know, they can't just come out and be like, look, there's definitely life on other planets. They definitely come here mm-hmm. in their little space vehicles. I mean, they can't just come out and say that. Yeah. So they they drop a little sprinkles here and there. Yeah. A little wink, wink. You yeah, know? maybe it means, like, they know something really bad's coming. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, dude. Maybe, like, all this was just an experiment to see how we would react as a species. To, like, a pandemic? Mm-hmm. It could be, dude. Who knows? Because in some places, it's an epidemic. In some places, it's nothing. It's not even a pandemic. Yeah. You know? So it really depends. But... You know we're gonna be the guinea pigs because we're uh we're so multicultural. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's so many different ways of life mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, dude. I saw this one thing. It was like, oh, or they're just building this up for the grand finale of this of the season <laughs> of 2020 for like an alien takeover in December. You know what, man? With our two uh, people up for president, aliens might not be our worst option. Yeah, I would, I would celebrate, dude. If aliens touched down right now, it'd be like, hell yeah. Joe Biden would be like, these are racist aliens. We never had racist aliens run our country before. Uh, Trump would be... And then Trump would be like, oh, I did more for aliens than any other president. No president did this much for aliens. I'm the only president to admit aliens in the U.S. They are very tremendous. They're tremendous, I tell you. Big league. You see what he said about our girl, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell? Mm-mm. No, what's what's the latest, man? I'm oh, excited. It's, oh, it's so good. See, I feel like I don't even need to read the news. About no, just hear it from me. I just need to come to you. Now, for people listening to the podcast, don't get your news from me. But O'Neill can definitely get his news from me. Yes. Only only Epstein-related news. Only Epstein, yeah. This is the only thing we talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a couple new um, updates on the case, but... This is just like a, a fucking Trumpism here. You know, the reporter asked him about what is he think going on with like Glenn uh, Maxwell. And he goes, you know, I, I'm not very sure, but I, I wish her the best of luck. <laughs> and uh, and then she like the reporter doesn't even bring up Prince Andrew. And he goes, and not, not really sure what's going on with Prince Andrew. Or Glenn, but I, I wish her the best. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, bro. Like, for someone that loves the attention, you gotta know that all on the internet, and even on some major uh, uh, media television shows, they show pictures of him with Ghislaine mm-hmm. and Jeffrey. So I, you know, it's, it's yeah. the most bullshit answer I've ever heard. Right. Well, 
Not that I've ever heard from him because there's plenty of those. Right. But uh, that was a very good Trump impression. So, by yeah, the way. he had the stiff, the very stiff oh, yeah. upper body. It's very stiff. Well, it's all those diet cokes yeah. just make his titties like they're about to pop for sure. <laughs> just destroy his <laughs> joints. <laughs> Thank God for amphetamines because I don't think he'd still be kicking if they weren't juicing him up. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it's just so odd that he would even say something like, "I wish her the best of luck." Yeah. It's like, oh my yeah, god, good dude. luck. That Good sounds like luck. some shit from like a crime movie. Yeah, like I'm not really sure what's going on, but I wish her the best of luck. It's like you do realize she's like a known predator and rapist yeah. that like helped run this huge, allegedly, this allegedly. huge ring of this sex island and just all like stuff that you would hear a crazy homeless person screaming on the corner in a big mm-hmm. city. Like, that is essentially the story of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, right. You're like, that person's crazy. Yeah. It's like, no, that's... They got president's fucking kids on this island. You're like, dude, just go to rehab. Like, <laughs> it's, it's time to figure some things out. Yeah. <laughs> but then to find out that that's real and that they're doing that up to 2017, man. It was that recent? That was, um, yeah. Was that when he died? Or was it no? Because he died last year, the year before. Yeah. So he was doing like he was. At least we know for a fact he was flying to the island until 2017. So it was one like one island. It wasn't like a yacht that went around the world. Right. He owned an island. Oh damn. Yeah, that's how this whole thing happened. He owned this island, and uh, Galen would, you know, um, the the girls that are like accusing. Jeffrey and all these other powerful people of all this uh, sexual abuse. They're saying, you know, we'd be in the car with Glenn and Glenn would just see some girl, um, you know, walking down the street or going into a store and she'd, you know, stop the car, get out, give her a number, you know, come to Jeffrey's house so you can audition. That's how they would frame it. You come in an audition. For like a show or something or? To suck dick. I mean, pretty much well i know that they, was the yeah they game. bring him in like you know that's Je- not what they said on the note Jeffrey. well i mean call this number i never saw the note so yeah. i don't know i'm not gonna put that on never there blessed with a <laughs> it's a self-esteem booster at least well that's what they prey on right yeah i mean especially like when you um go through r kelly accusers mm-hmm you know, he he didn't go after, like, challenges. Yeah, you know, for if, sure. You know, you meet this star or this powerful person, and you they start opening up. And, like, R. Kelly would say, you know, I was sexually abused as a kid. And then they would feel open enough to, you know, mm-hmm. talk about how they were sexually abused. Yeah. And once that happened, he knew that he could manipulate them. Yeah, for sure. You know? If you guys both have, like, the same suffering, mm-hmm. like, dude, there's no better connection than that. Yep. And he would use that to his advantage. Yeah. And then, you know, use, like, mental warfare to essentially trap them. Right. Because, you know, there are girls in the R. Kelly situation that left, you know. I mean, it, from what it, from what I know, it never seemed like he physically forced girls to stay there. Uh-huh. But he definitely mentally abused them to the point where they yeah. felt that, like they couldn't leave, yeah. if that makes sense. Which is honestly kind of scarier. Oh, it's fucking crazy, If you think dude. about it, because it's like, Hell dude, yeah. the mind it's is mind control. such a crazy thing, dude. The dude literally literally learned mind control. Yeah. You know? That's fucked up, man. And when you start talking about, you know, 13-year-old girls, yeah, I mean, it's their children. It's You can frame things as an adult mm-hmm. to make them feel like, you know, this this isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is what people do. And it's not. Yeah. You know. 
it's not what sane people do. It's not people with fucking morals do. Yeah. But they frame it in a way where, you know, they think it's okay. And then these children become adults and they look back and they go, that wasn't right at all. Yeah. You know? And that's why you have all these people coming out now. Because mm-hmm. some people make the argument, well, why'd they wait? Why'd they wait? I'm mm-hmm. like, do you think at 19 they knew exactly what happened to them? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had some idea. Like, yeah. why is allegedly, like, Prince Andrew here? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're just some girl living in Cali or something. And then you go to this island and fucking Prince Andrew's there. Yeah. And you got to give him a massage. Like, it, <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah. You know? But as a kid, you just do what you're told. and you right. just Yeah. For sure. You know? It's like, oh, this is normal. They hit yeah. You that. This is normal. This is how it goes. Well, that's how Jeffrey did it. Yeah. Jeffrey sure. would uh, get him to massage him. It's just a massage. It's not a big deal. And then at the end, he'd flip over and oh. cap it off. Yikes. But it's normal. Yeah. And Glenn was that person for Jeffrey, which would, you know, make sure the girls were not going to talk after. Mm-hmm. And ugh, it's so fucking how crazy. How think she's going to last? Oh, she's so fucking dead. Well, you see what happened to the judge. The judge, so the bank... um. It was a like Deutsche Bank was essentially letting Jeffrey fund all this because this was after he was already convicted for prostitution. That's what he got his charges reduced down to in 08. Uh-huh. And even after, so he gets charged in 08. They get a reduced down to prostitution. So the Clintons and the Trumps start kind of distancing themselves from him. But uh, allegedly, Mr. Bill Gates did not. And oh yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't guess, know he was a player in the yeah. game, but I'm not surprised really. So, so Bill's in a deep, and so this uh, bank, this Deutsche Bank, uh, essentially let Jeffrey use their bank to fund all these advent- adventures, we'll call them. <laughs> um, so there's this huge lawsuit going on against this bank because you know the government wants access to all these accounts to follow the money. Mm. The judge that was put on the case. Um, four days after she was put on the case, this FedEx guy shows up to the door, kills her son, and then shoots her husband. Oh, yeah. You know what? I did hear about Now, that. her husband is a lawyer and was working with, maybe not a lawyer, but he was like in the government working against gangs. And since she didn't get hit, I mean, I'm not ruling it out that this wasn't even about her. Uh-huh. You know, it could have been about him. Yeah. Easily. Right. But then the the yeah, FedEx guy at this point. <laughs> the FedEx guy went and killed himself after. So some real Epstein like shit, you know. Yeah, that's like you can, Epstein-esque. It gives you the vibe of like like this guy was probably paid to go kill him and then he came home and he got capped. Yeah. You know, cuz they didn't want him running his mouth at some point. Oh, for sure. So that's some crazy shit and uh Yeah, yeah man, you... I just I I mean she's dead. But well what will be very interesting when are we recording this? This is July 24th. Sometime next week um, is supposed to be made public. And she, I mean, she's naming names, man. I mean, it's, it's supposed to come out next week. For real? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. These court so. documents are getting released to the public. The uh, media already has access to them. Ooh. So next week, I mean, shit's really supposed to Dude, hit the fan, bro. I hope she makes it. I hope she makes it so bad. Just because I want to. Well, at this point, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it wouldn't matter. I mean, the media has the information. Really? And I don't think it's everything, uh-huh. but it's something. 
So, like, if Trump was in on it, the Clintons were in mm-hmm. on it, like, they already knows what you're saying? It, it's hard to even say that, man, because, I mean, he does, she doesn't necessarily have to name those names. Uh-huh. And the way the media has covered up this whole Epstein thing anyway, I don't think they're going to let Trump go down on that ship. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll be protected. They've been trying to get him for a while. They have been, man, but... Even on the Democratic side, the last thing they want is some fucking pedophile running the country. Because that ain't good for nothing. Yeah. I mean, we've already had that with Bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This is like open. And this is open, open. And, you know, I mean, there's there's a quote of Trump talking about Jeffrey back in the day. Saying that he likes his women young just like Trump does. And this is like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, dude, that'd be a bit much to handle. That would probably be Trump aliens. That would probably... We're going to need aliens. You know? Yeah, dude, we do need aliens right now. Like, that's what I'm saying. If, if we saw aliens right now, yeah. I'm cool. I would welcome them with open arms. I'm cool. Whatever you have to offer. It's probably better than <laughs> anything else right now. <laughs> well, that's the problem, man. It's just like, you know, in our country, we, we make a health issue into a political issue. Right. You know, instead mm-hmm. of just like, just wear your fucking mask, it becomes, well, I'm an, I'm an American. Right. Dude, I was at the grocery store the other day. This old guy's like... I'm an American. And he has his mask like on his chin. And the, <laughs> the grocery store worker was like, sir, can you put your mask up? He uh. drops his little line and, and like he just gives him this look. He's like, I'll put it up. We get in the grocery store. He takes it back off. <laughs> and like this customer asked him like, could, hey, sir, could you put that mask up? And he's like, I'm an American. I don't have to. <laughs> it's like, you old fat piece of shit. We're yeah. doing this to protect you. Right. Stupid. Right. And what a dumb sword to die on. Right, you know, to not put the like, how is this? Like, yeah, the, the worst. That's not restricting your freedom of your freedom ever, dude. That's not restricting your freedom at all. It's having consideration for others. Yeah, you know. I don't think I understand like why people are so violently angry about having to wear them. Like, dude, nobody. Like, I feel like what they don't understand is like nobody wants to wear them. Right. You know, we, we just we have to. You know, like because we give a shit. Did it? Well, it goes back to what we started off the podcast with. The people aren't like getting fulfillment out of their time off. So they're sitting on their fucking phones and they're going through social media and they're, you know, just negativity, negativity, negativity mm-hmm. over and over. And then they go out in the world. Well, you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell me what to do. I can do whatever. I'm grown. I can do whatever. Dude, <laughs> if you're grown and you can do whatever you want, I'm not telling you you can't do that. But is a mask really the make or break? Right. Like, like, is that where now. we draw the line? Is just putting a, a thing over your mouth when you're in a store for a yeah. half hour? Like, I, it's just not, I don't know. I think it's a dumb argument. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's crazy. Like, worst case scenario, you just had to wear a mask a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's like, the worst thing that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, dude, it's not like you're asking you to, like, really go out of your way and help other people. No. Just do that. And every store you go into now, when you first walk in, they have boxes of masks and... yeah. You know, I mean, they're making it easy for you. Yeah, they're not hard to come by. No, they're not hard to come by at all. I mean, we have definitely caught up in the supply chain. Yeah. So it's just a it's a weird thing to do. But, you know, when you're old and lonely and you watch Fox News all day and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess see after a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's not a good recipe. It's a bad <laughs> recipe. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, dude. I'm just kind of trying to just, like, embrace the – it's a never been a more acceptable time to just be a freak. You can oh, yeah. wear some, dude, you can wear some, like, bandana all over here with sunglasses oh, on, yeah. looking like the Unabomber. You can be ready to rob anything yeah. at any point, and like, no one looks twice. They'll be like, hey, how you doing? 
Dude, I was doing that like because I had these like these like buffs that like I used to wear like in the wintertime, just mm-hmm. like keep my like nose and stuff warm. And before I got a mask or anything, I was just wearing those like yeah. when it came out. And like, dude, it's funny. Like I was in the grocery store parking lot. And there was like a cop car right next to me, and here I am putting this like giant bandana like up over my face, and I'm walking into a store like it. Like hey. cops right there. How you doing? Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Kind of see how that all plays out, especially when you get into like facial recognition, facial recognition systems and stuff mm. like that. Dude, I was watching a crazy video about. Um, I don't know, I forget what it was on, but it was like a ten minute YouTube video of like China, China like having facial recognition. Oh, China's dude. like way ahead of the game, dude. Uh, dude, it's scary. You're telling me, man, that tripped me out. Oh, they know the last time you farted by just scanning your face. Like it's, Shit. it's <laughs> insane, dude. <laughs> they don't have too much data on me. Sorry, doing that. <laughs> well, you think it's scary that people sell your data in the United States? Your dad in China is a whole other ball game. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, they know when you left your house, when you showed back up, where did you stop that? Like, you know, how long were you at this life for? I mean, they they yeah. really live a different type of life, man. Yeah, dude. It was showing like like all like it was like a crowd of people down the street, and it had like all the boxes around everybody's faces, and it was like this yep. person jaywalked. And it had like yep. a sign. It's like the Ain't that some you. shit, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like that shit. Like there was a jaywalker here. Dude, I would jaywalk all the time just to be able to have you like. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they're doing like this Black Mirror thing where they're doing like a social credit score. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. That is some Black Mirror shit. Yeah. That's literally yeah. a Black Mirror episode. Is it really? Is where you have like a score. And if, you, you know, based on your score, like if your score is too low, you can't get on airplanes you can't travel like it's some serious shit you think you have a good score me yeah well i mean it depends what the point system's based off of yeah what is because i walk my dog every day and i'm i probably jaywalk at some point yeah but i would assume jaywalking wouldn't dock you too many points you know i think like if you're gonna kill someone i don't know man i got this board of shame for jaywalking for sure i mean china's a whole different ball game though yeah i mean you essentially are living to work in china you just work for sure and smoke cigs yeah dude the first job i had we worked with like a chinese factory Mm -hmm. and it was like you know they're 12 hours difference than us dude there were so many times where i would send an email at like noon and they would respond immediately oh yeah and and they work their hours too oh yeah and i'm just like oh my god you know i was expecting you to answer tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> there is no time off man dude it's crazy why do you think like apple and all these huge and, you know nike and all these huge companies go to china mm-hmm. yeah know? they don't stop man they don't stop you can't I mean, beat it's 24 that, 7 you you can't beat that production you're not gonna get that here yeah you know we we need i People mean shit, dude, the last here. the last job i had if you worked over five hours you got a half hour non-paid break and two 10 minute paid breaks for working over five hours. Damn. These guys in China are pulling like 48 hour yeah. shifts and shit. <laughs> we'll Had like you... 10 cigarettes and a sandwich, you know? <laughs> we'll let you drink the water dripping from the ceiling. <laughs> during your if you're party. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, bro. Well, for all of our flaws, man, this is what I always bring it back to is like with all of our flaws in this country, it's still a pretty awesome place to live. Yeah. You know, I know it's like chaotic right now and, major change is happening but mm. look dude change doesn't happen in comfortability mm-hmm. you know sure it's going to get a little uncomfortable for things to change but it's fine for sure man i definitely agree you know it's there's a lot of chaos going on there's a lot of work to do socially and mm-hmm. everything but like i do agree it's still you know i'm not 
I'm gonna say like, oh, we have the worst society yeah, on dude. the planet. I mean, look, like... look at the Black Lives Matter protests. It is not only black people marching mm-hmm. by far. There's white people. There's Asian people. There's Mexican people. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is a obviously a black issue, but it's a people issue too. Mm-hmm. And you see people coming together for it, which is really powerful. Yeah, you see white people finally being like, "I'm gonna shut the fuck up." I'm gonna listen because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing for sure. You know, that's how we actually turn the tide, because we can march and we can scream and we can yell, but we have to actually like impose actual change, and that happens from listening to the other side, understanding mm-hmm. their side, and then how do we move on from here? And how we do that is have a more representative government. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, for sure. One thing I'm really, really overseeing is this, like, fake, this fake change, right? So, like, the Washington Redskins are no longer the Redskins, Mm -hmm. even though they just made, like, millions off the name for decades. Mm -hmm. 87 years, dude. And now we're going to change the name because it's wrong. Shut the fuck up. Who, Who is in that front office? Yeah. Old ass white people. Well, dude, do you know why they're making the change this year? Because they, they got completely blackmailed by their sponsors. Really? Change. Yeah. They, <laughs> dude, their owner has said for years, he's an asshole, dude. I'm and sure he, he is. He's like, I'm never changing the name, never changing right. the name. And like FedEx, their, their stadium is called FedEx Field. Mm-hmm. So it's like a huge sponsor. Obviously, they pump money to them if they got the rights to their stadium. And Nike, they like came together and they were like, we're just going to cut off their money supplies until they change the name. And like FedEx, like they were like, we want you to take the, our name off the field. Maybe, or but like Nike took down all their shit off nike's website they're like we're not gotcha. selling any redskin stuff and so then like the next day they're like yeah we're gonna change the name and it was just like everybody was just like wow like you know but all those companies have made name made money off those names true and then even if you look at like i can't say this for sure but if you look at who runs their board who's their owner it's all old white men yeah for sure so it's like these like representative um like marketing campaigns so mm-hmm. like this is how we're changing this is how it's going to be a better world it's like you know you could change the name that's great but like what's your front office look like that's why i really um respect he he's serena williams husband and he uh, he was like one of the creators of reddit mm-hmm. and he stepped down and told his board oh, to yeah. hire someone saw that. um to hire um you know someone of color mm-hmm and I was like, well, that's change. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is someone of color is going to go into that role mm-hmm. and then actually be able to implement things to make sure that those communities like have outreach on Reddit mm-hmm. and they have like platforms to discuss on Reddit. Right. That's how change happens. But the like, you know, Nike puts out some bullshit how they're donating, you know, to some fucking charity. Yet you're using child slave labor to right. make your shoes, man. Like, don't, right. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Like, you want this image of, like, we are, you know, we, you know, Black Lives Matter and, like, we support humanity. But when it comes down to you kind of don't, man. <laughs> yeah. You do sure. as long as it makes money. If, it, if the Black Lives Matter thing wasn't the popular thing to do right now, y'all wouldn't right. be talking about this shit. You know why? Because you never were. Yeah. Until sure. now. True. Nike's been a little bit ahead of the curve, and I can give them like a pass on that front. Yeah. Like they've been really about this since like Kaepernick kind of yeah, like, they took gave him off. A platform and... But when you look at a lot of these other companies, 
it, you know, it's like you guys are just full of shit, man. Your board's still going to be a bunch of old ass white men that you're not going to have any minorities in there to actually have a say in your corporation to make actual change, mm-hmm. structural changes. Yeah. You know, that's definitely true. But what I would say to that, though, it's still good that it happened, though, regardless sure. of because it's, you know, maybe like 10 years from now, how it happened definitely won't matter as much the fact that like there is a team that has like an offensive name like mm-hmm. redskins like the fact that just like little things like that kind of make up the big picture it's like 10 years from now there will no longer be teams that have like super offensive and insensitive right names or whatever so i think it's important that you just rid those things from society so what do you think about uh, the cleveland indians um i mean it's i understand it man yeah. it definitely i mean like you know i think most people i've talked to is like you grow up and it's like, oh, you love the team name or whatever like that. And so it's like you have a connection to it, but it's nothing like it. But like at the end of the day, it's like it's a sports team. Right. So um, what would you like them to see? Like if you could choose the name, what would you like? Oh, it to I'm get all to? on board for the Cleveland Spiders, bro. The Spiders. I want the Spiders bad, dog. That was, <laughs> Why the Spiders? That was the original uh, Major League team in Cleveland, like 1890s cool. or something. Dude, yeah, they've had like five different names. That's cool. Because baseball is weird. It's like I give it a throwback to the, you know, the yeah. original team. You could do some cool shit, dude. I love Halloween and horror movies. You have a whole oh yeah, oh hell yeah, dude. You could make Spider-Man costume to the game, man. There's a lot you could do to that. It'd be fun. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with it. I can get behind it. Yeah, that's actually that's something. Um, because their opening day is today. Oh wow. Um, and they've had protests probably like opening day for dude. It's been like 10, 15 years. People have like would protest on opening day, but like you wouldn't notice it. It would be we'll like, get like coverage and stuff. Yeah, like or or it'd be like a, such a small group of people. It'd be like twenty or thirty people or something like that, and they would go down there, and it would be kind of sad, honestly, because it was like they would just get stifled by fifty thousand <laughs> drunk assholes who were like, "Shut up, we want to fight, we want to watch baseball." Oh, baseball. Yeah, and, and <laughs> so like, but this year there's no fans at the game right. because so it's like the, I saw pictures and they're like there's a lot of, lot more people outside the stadium and that's all there is protesters because there's no fans right. so like they're actually kind of getting hurt this year good um, so yeah it's cool to see and like unlike you said like different groups of people are coming in and saying mm-hmm. um, and it's like I don't think the term Indians is as offensive as Redskins but I understand why it has to go and like I think the best way like I understood it was one day I was just driving around and like there was a street like, there are these, like, three streets that are all, like, have, like, some type of name like that. Like, Neoka Drive, like, Pawnee mm. Court. And it's obviously, like, a white neighborhood. And, like, I thought to myself, like, man, I wonder, I wonder like, how Native American people feel about that. They're, like, you killed our entire way of life. You forced right. us into be social prize in the corner of society. You know, you, you know. We, extinguish their culture. Yeah, extinguish their culture. Yeah. Like, they don't even seem like real. They're not even, like, a real part of society anymore because, like, right. they don't want them to. Um, so like you killed their entire way of life, lied to them, all that jazz, but it's like, oh, don't worry. We'll name our streets after you and we'll name our high school football teams after you and we'll name our baseball team. I just don't worry. We didn't forget you. Yeah. And it's like, Make I'm money sure, off your name. Yeah, dude. I'm sure like, oh, sweet, man. Really glad you kept our name going. You know? <laughs> so it's like, so that's like the way I see it. That's the way it makes sense to me. So it's yeah. like, I can see why they don't want to, they don't feel honored yeah, by having like their high school football team be right. named after them. Like yeah, they would right. rather be honored by being able to be like citizens in society and be respected citizens in our culture instead of just being a mascot so i yeah. definitely understand it so. it's like fake symbolic gestures yeah it's on yeah. it's on as more more offensive that way you know for sure it's probably what they think like oh yeah gee and everybody's like oh this is for you bro <laughs> <laughs> while they're like you know like we don't even care about baseball <laughs> yeah yeah for real man like yeah dude like the reservation setup is super messed up how it is like, oh yeah they just have no 
no means of, you know, they can't like own property on there. So mm-hmm. it's like, if, if it's everybody's property, it's nobody's property, you know, they kind of made it so like casinos are like the only businesses they can run around there. So mm-hmm. it's like super toxic habits, drinking, for sure, gambling, you know, drug abuse yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like prostitution. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. And like people, um, there was a Chappelle uh, stand up special where he was talking and he was like, he was talking about like meeting a Native American person and he was like, oh, I forgot about you. I forgot you were real or something like that. It was what he said to him, like in his joke or whatever. But it honestly is kind of like a thing in our society. I feel like people sure. forget that they are a real person. So that's oh, yeah. another reason why they, like people don't want to be like a mascot, you know. For sure. Because like society's already forgotten that they still exist anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they never get brought up, right? It's mm-hmm. black, white, Mexican. Yeah. Asian. Not very often you're like the Native Americans. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, but it's a it's a horrific thing, man. I mean, for Native uh, Americans and and Black Americans, the way like their culture was just ripped from them. Mm-hmm. You know, all their customs were ripped from them, just to you know create this capitalistic nation, mm-hmm. and uh, for you know, white supremacy to profit off of their hard labor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And that's what it comes back to. I think when people say white supremacy, especially nowadays, like, yeah, the KKK and stuff like that is part of white supremacy. But what we're really talking about is, you know, the board of these, you know, boards of these corporations are all white people. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if Nike has like, I would assume Nike has some diversity on their board. Mm-hmm. But say if they didn't and they'd make all these, you know, campaigns about Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, given, you know, all these athletes like a platform to speak. But and the whole time in the background, mm-hmm. it's just cash in that check. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think I think that's what people are really getting fed up with. Yeah, for sure. But it, it comes back to like your rule of vote in this society is your money. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give them your money, then they don't they're not going to stop right you know they're gonna stop when they stop making money yeah that's for sure that was definitely what was like the eye-opening thing about the redskins changing their name it was just like people have been bitching about it for years but once his wallet got threatened then he was like okay now i'll change how important is this name yeah not really if it's hurting my bank account yeah yeah for sure it's yeah it's still definitely still kind of sad that it's it still functions around money like if it can't be profitable then it doesn't matter as much as they make it yeah if it's not in their bank accounts they yeah you know but, and the NFL is a great example of that, right? Because the vast majority of players are black, but mm. there's not a single black owner in the yeah. entire NFL. Dude, the NFL is the most <laughs> fucked up. Out of all of them, I think, dude, they don't give a shit about their players, bro. Oh, I love when Roger uh, Goodell was saying that they got, you know, after the BLM protest really kicked off, and he was asked about if, if he felt like they handled the Kaepernick situation wrong he goes you know looking back <laughs> looking back like he had no idea it's like it, you know it's only like a, two years ago it yeah, wasn't like right. it was that long ago right <laughs> but yeah man you know if if it starts hurting the bank account then yeah they're just gonna switch it up and yeah. that's when they're gonna you know what's the word i'm looking for they're, they're gonna adjust to the way that's gonna keep their their business going yeah you know that's all it comes down to when it comes to these guys and it comes to like this the one percent mm. and this comes down to the dollar amount oh yeah for sure you well, know? just like kind of like with nike with like when they signed kaepernick i'm sure 
I'd like to think they're doing the right thing. And, like, what they're doing is good because they are good to give him a platform. Mm-hmm. But you know they sat in their board for a long time and they crunched the numbers and, like, if we oh, do yeah. this, are we still going to be profitable? Yeah. Are we going to be more profitable? Maybe they made more money off it. You oh, they did. Know. Oh, they, they? Well, <clears throat> they released that ad when he stopped playing football and their stock, like, skyrocketed for, like, two weeks. Yeah. I get yeah, dude. Probably because the people who supported it were like, "I'm buying nothing but Nike for the yeah. rest of my life" or something like that. For sure, man. You know there is that, but well, they knew who their audience was. They did. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're the most successful shoe company in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like they have that close of a competitor anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have your Adidas and Puma and all these companies, and and they make good stuff. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they don't make good stuff, but when it comes to like that global iconic brand, it's Nike. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, did you see the NBA custom jersey situation? I've heard about it, but I haven't. Like, did they come up with something like what they're officially putting on them? Uh, no. Uh, so there's like a list that the players can put different sayings on that are like uh-huh. pre-approved. But what I'm talking about is on the website, you can go and make like your own jersey, like your own NBA jersey, essentially. Uh huh. And on the back, where you put your name, they switch it up. Kind of like how they are doing for the league, where mm-hmm. you can put, like, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you can just type in whatever you want to put on these jerseys. Uh-huh. And you could put, you know, fuck Trump, fuck <laughs> police, you know. <laughs> or those are some of, the, like, the pre-type. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you can pick from our top five. <laughs> and so, you know, you could put, like, any derogatory thing you want on the back. Uh-huh. You know what you can't? The one thing you can't put on is what? free Hong Kong. Really? Yeah. They you if you type that in, it won't come up. You can't put anything about Hong Kong on a jersey. Nuh-uh. damn. And then bro. I started thinking about back when all that shit happened. Remember when like the Houston uh, Rockets coach made some comment about free Hong Kong, and the NBA got in a bunch of trouble, and uh-huh. LeBron like wouldn't stick up for him or anything yeah. like that because you know he's he's so forthright on social social justice justice issues right but for that they were like no because yeah. they don't want to lose out on their chinese money Damn. yeah dude wow that's a trip isn't that a trip that I you know about that you could live in america and put fuck the president of the united states on yeah. a jersey but they're so worried about losing chinese money that you can't even say fuck hong kong in America. What if you could say that, though? You just could say fuck Hong Kong. Or, like... <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It's just like... Dude, that's crazy. That's scary. That's how deep it goes. That's why none of them talk shit on China. Yeah. You know? Damn, dude. I feel bad for them. Hong Kong. Uh, well, when people are like, you know, I just want things to go back to normal. and Like, how long is this going to last? I'm like, look at Hong Kong, bro. They, they push in two years. Yeah, dude. It's been a minute they've been doing that. It's less than two years right now, but it's getting to the point it's probably going to go on past two years. Yeah. You know? But for our country, we have, you know, in Hong Kong, they don't have the access to information we have. They don't have the access to the represent representatives that we have. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that the protests are happening. I'm glad they're still happening, but it gets to the point where, like, real action needs to be taken. Like... We need to start voting people in that are, you know, I love AOC, Alexandria Cortez. Mm-hmm. You know, her story is like, she's like, I was a bartender. Like, she knows what that's like mm-hmm. to work till three in the morning, 
you know, kick drunk people out, right. clean up puke. Like, she knows what that's like. And we need more people in politics like that that know what it's like to be a working class person. Mm-hmm. That's why we get the shit out of the stick a lot of the times because we have people representing us that have no fucking clue what our lives are like. Yeah, that's They have a good no point, clue. And then we expect them to represent us. And it makes no sense. You know, that's why I didn't get pissed when people voted for Trump. I don't agree their reasons for voting for Trump. I understand why they did, mm-hmm. you know, because he went out to people that were forgotten. Kind of like the, we were talking about the Native Americans. It's mm-hmm. like he went out and talked to the coal workers. Mm-hmm. You know, he went out and talked to people that, you know, used to work at GM plants and and mm-hmm. and all that, you know. Yeah. I mean, he spoke to the people that were forgotten mm-hmm. and, it, and ended up working for him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, it's like the people that say, like, I have no idea whatsoever why. It's like you're not opening your eyes. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. But, like, you know, that type of ignorance is just yeah. what, like. I don't have to agree, know. but I can understand mm-hmm. why people voted for him. Yeah, for sure. Know? And, like, NAFTA was something he wanted to strike down. So, like, a lot of people who, like, lost plants to, like, Mexico mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, right. He was like, oh, this is our champion. Like, I know a lot of people, He's like. bringing them back. Like, and... 40s, 50 years old that were like, you know, we've been losing jobs to Mexico for mm-hmm. 20 years. And, like, you know, he was, like, their savior. For sure. So, you know, like you said, you know, it's definitely, you can see why people back him for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, what do you think? Give me a prediction. For November? You got, yeah. Oh, you got sh- crinkly Trump or crinkly Biden. Oof. Bro, it's tough. Or the aliens. We're going to put aliens as our Yeah, C I was going to say, like, what is... I'm not rolling it out. Where does the prediction stop? Because I feel like anything could happen by <laughs> November, man. That's, like, what, three months? Kanye has a real far D option. Yeah, I'm going to go Kanye president, Britney Spears vice president. She'll be on the conservatorship or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she ain't going to be allowed to do that. Dude, I don't know, man. If I had to make a prediction... Mm-hmm. Dude, it's tough because I think we were talking about this a while ago. Most people are in for eight years. Right. Like, most people are. It's the pendulum. Yeah. It's what keeps us sane as a nation. Because, like, we were talking about before when, like, we have the Obamas in our country that are, you know, well put together, well thought out. And then we have our Trumps that are just off the cuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, just says whatever comes to mind. The reason it swings back and forth is so, like, once we get past, like, 10 to 12 years, I, I think people start losing their minds. So, yeah. like, we're, we're living in, you know, this liberal state or this right. far Republican state or whatever it is. So, when you get to those eight years, it's just, like, that nice sweet spot. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't take anymore. Oh, we're, we're back on the good side, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then everything's like good, and because you're team one, and then it yeah. goes back, and that's America, bro. Always teetering on the edge <laughs> of destruction, right? We never quite get there, yeah. But we like to teeter. Yeah, we're always flirting with it. That's why I think Biden got the election, man. Got the nomination. I mean, just to make because, us go crazy even more. Well, it's a layup. I mean, look at if the Democrats really wanted to win, they would just suck it up and put Bernie as the nominee. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one can make the argument. That Biden has a better chance of beating Trump than Bernie. Yeah. I mean, that's just not even a plausible Oh, argument, for sure, dude. You know. Yeah. See, my thing about Bernie is I feel like the powers that be were never going to let a guy like Bernie. Definitely not. Because it's a, he wanted to take down Wall Street. Oh, he can't he even get forget yeah. student loans. It would be like JFK all over again. Yeah. That's what JFK wanted to do. He wanted yeah. to get rid of the CIA, get rid of all these, you know, these departments that just essentially... It's hard to. Say, I'm not gonna say they don't do anything, but it's arguable that they can do more harm than good. 
Mm -hmm. And what are these resources really being used for? Right. Right. So when you look at stuff like Epstein, it's like, yeah, a lot of that intelligence was them just getting people to do fucked up things and then hold it over their heads so then Mm -hmm. they can get what they wanted. Yeah, you man. know Epstein boat party members but, only. <laughs> get to be in but we consider that intelligence you yeah, know right. that's what they would classify gathering it as. intel yeah we're <laughs> gathering intel so how many boys did he, you know it's like oh my god <laughs> we have a lot of uh, computers on this right. island we, so yeah I think really like fast over here right so yeah I think like you know Biden's just the layup like like that's Trump true, man. Trump will get it again because the Democrats really wanted to win they would have went with someone like, when you were watching the Democrats debate, no one was like, Biden's getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Not one person thought that. He was, a, like, a total afterthought in the beginning. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, last election they ran Hillary, which is just an extension of Obama, right? Mm. It's going to be an extension of that whole cabinet. If that didn't work then, why the fuck would that work now? Mm. You know? Like, yeah. it makes no sense to just do the same thing again and think that they're going to win. With, mm-hmm. with in my opinion, a worse candidate. If I had to pick between Hillary and Biden, mm-hmm. I mean, at least Hillary was coherent. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Dude, these debates are going <laughs> to be super They're not going to let him do it. Watch. I guarantee you. There's no fucking way. Biden can't even be, like, in his living room reading off fucking... Yeah like cards yeah he can't even do that right <laughs> right let alone put him on live tv by yeah. himself next to oh, trump man. like it's just i don't think it, it's a different election man yeah. i mean by now we would have known who his you know vp was going to be and all that and nothing like that has yeah. come out yeah he tweets a lot biden it seems does like, he it's well not like not compared to trump but like it seems like they're making sure we get a lot of stuff out there that's just in writing. Is it him? Or is it, you think it's like his team? Oh, it's got to be his team. I yeah. wonder, I mean, dude, I don't even know how much Trump actually tweets. Oh, Trump tweets. Is that actually him typing everything out? I don't think it's every single thing, but when he goes on his rants, you yeah. best believe that's his ass. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, it's not that I don't think that that's what he thinks, but like, I just wonder, you know. Trust me, there's no there's no team in the political circuit that's gonna look at some of his <laughs> tweets. That dude's phone. And be like, send it, put it out there. You know, <laughs> true. <laughs> Sometimes you read them. Yeah. Like, here's an example when that old yeah. guy got knocked down, and uh, in, like, Trump's. He, I forget where it was, but uh, yeah, you know, the old guy was. got knocked down, busted his you back can name head any open. City, probably. Yeah. Right. And uh, Trump's like, well, that was like an Antifa guy. It's. <laughs> Trust me, he did not tweet that out with the approval of anyone. Yeah, right. He was on the toilet, I bet. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm wrapping up, you know. Yeah. That was big league. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he goes out of the bathroom. They're like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah, right. God damn it. Yeah, this dude can shake up the entire nation with one shit. Well, did you see last week a bunch of those people got their accounts hacked? Like Obama and on Twitter. Trump and like a bunch of powerful people. Um, about like some Bitcoin scam, like send me a certain amount of Bitcoin and blah, blah, mm. blah. And it's like, man, imagine if someone got access to that shit and was like, you know, fuck you, North Korea or something like that and started war. <laughs> yeah, you know? just send one out there. It's not that far out of a premises, honestly. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you could get into someone's account and make sure that they can't get back into the account for a certain amount of time and that tweet just goes out there and, you know, News articles start getting written and people are on social media sharing it and shit. I mean, it's not that far-fetched that we know our next big war could start and, like, we didn't even send it. Yeah. But then Trump's, like, so, like, 
narcissistic that he doesn't want to look like a pussy. So he's like, yeah, we're going to war. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. And he was like, we're on board. Dude, he's, <laughs> he's the one account that you wouldn't even need to hack. Like, you couldn't say shit that would be worse anyway. <laughs> like his account was hacked and he said really nice things. <laughs> that would be the shocker. Yeah. It's like if he just went on there and started complimenting people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I really admire your efforts yeah. and your hard work. <laughs> They'd be like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who he hit his head. <laughs> I know, man. He's the only president that's going to walk out looking the exact same way that he walked in. Yeah, dude. It's all covered up. Hair's man. not going to change color. Yeah. The skin's still going to be orange. Dude, he gives a really strange color palette for you to look at. It's like, it's not so leaving the tanning bed will get you. It's like straight, pure white hair, like yeah. orange. Maybe it's like pony hair. Maybe yeah. some like real rich people it's shit. You unicorn. know, unicorn hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice weave for him. Yeah, he's starting an Orange Lives Matter movement. Orange Lives. <laughs> well, I'm sure all the chicks on the Jersey Shore will be all about it. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, man. It's definitely a crazy time, but I'm optimistic still. I think some really good change is coming. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot, like in our parents' generation too. You know, like the arguments that they used to make, they really don't make anymore really see them kind of starting to like shift perspective a little bit which is good to see mm-hmm. you know because i feel like you know the big thing for our generation is like we listen to hip-hop you know mm-hmm. so like it wasn't like i was gonna call a black person the n-word when i listened to like black people in my headphones all day uh-huh. so i think like music really helped bridge that gap you know yeah for sure one of the one of the things you mentioned hip-hop too is kind of like interesting i saw somebody tweet like a while ago it was like it was like you know nobody was listening like we've been talking about this in our music we've been talking about it in our tv show like fuck the police nwa came out in the 80s yeah it's like you guys just thought that we were just saying it to say it you know and it's like you know i could even be guilty of that too it's like you know you just hear it and you just Mm -hmm. think it's this is what you know this is what gets plays on the radio right or still like that and it's like no like we were talking the we're just beating the truth the whole time and nobody's listening but it's what the nwa said they're like mm-hmm. look like it's music to white america but it's news mm-hmm. to black america yeah because you know back then they didn't have you know an outlet that they could turn on the tv and just like get news from their community mm-hmm. that wasn't there the internet wasn't there yeah you know so music really became that outlet and uh and then it got weird because it was like you had that, and then you just have, like, glorified violence that they would sell to, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you would have, like, that conscious rap or, like, that newsworthy content, but then it was also overshadowed with just, like, a bunch of, like, fuck your bitch, mm-hmm. I'll shoot you in the head, like, right, all that right. type of stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. So, it got, it got like, murky there. Yeah. Dude, and there's a lot of real hip-hop that talks about, like, some real shit that talks Even about... Even to this day. Yeah, but, like, know? it just gets, like, overshadowed. You know, you listen to, like, Tribe Called Quest or Diggable mm-hmm. Planets and, like, Most Def and Quali and stuff like that. Like, they talk about real shit and they talk about how, like, they don't like violence and, mm-hmm. like... Um, well, know, it doesn't solve it, anything. Yeah, but and... it, gets over, like, it gets overshadowed by the people that get radio plays. That right. Are, like, fuck bitches and stuff like get that. Get money. So. <laughs> That's it, man. $100,000 song right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's interesting to see what sells, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, I think, uh, you know, the the party stuff gets sold too, but you look at ours like a Kendrick Lamar of our generation, and every time he drops an album, not only is it as a huge financial success, but it, it's also like so many gems and so much knowledge built into the records, mm-hmm. you know. So it's important for artists like that to keep 
keep pushing the needle. Yeah. Because even though they don't come out often, when it does come out, it has a huge impact. Yeah. And the music really lasts a lot longer. You know, there, there's tracks from every Kendrick album that I still listen to this day. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of artists that's probably the hottest shit right now. I don't fucking listen to them. Oh, for and sure. And people that are listening to them now are not going to listen to them next year. Yeah, yeah. They're going to completely sure. forget who they are. They listen to them at parties and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's party music. And I, I guess, like, we're out of that, right? Like, we're out of the whole, like, house parties and... I guess no one's going to bars anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Panini's popping yeah. on my drive in here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to see. Everyone's kind of had different reactions to this whole coronavirus thing. You know, you have people that don't even want to leave the house. Then you have people that are just like, fuck it, I don't need to do anything. Yeah. But I think most people are kind of like in the middle. You know, it's like, just don't do obvious stupid shit. You know? Right. Like, that's too much for us, though. It is a lot to ask of some people, you know. And I think when it comes to, like, restaurants, they're just trying to stay open. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's, like, like if they had the choice, they would close because they know it's not really a good idea to be open, but they don't really have any other option. Because mm-hmm. in America, for most businesses, you don't really make profit. You just make enough money to stay open, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the restaurant game. Yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, dude, it's, you know, it has been weird. Like, so many people react in different ways, and... You know, you try to think of, like, what message is going to stick with people and which one isn't. Um, and I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and it's like, a lot of people are just very selfish in American society. Sure. I mean, dude, it's a country built off selfishness. Right. This is ours, and we're going to take it because we deserve it. You know, like, the very premise was selfish. Um, but it's like, say you have to wear a mask and shit because your life will be better for it. Not because someone else is like, because, like, that. I feel like that's a message that will right. resonate with, like, Oh, for sure. So it's like, you know, I know people are like, oh, help your society, which is great to say. And like, you know, it resonates with a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that just don't, there's aren't, a click. aren't wired like that. Like just say, hey, do this for you. And then people <laughs> will start to do it a little bit. But it's crazy that it has to be like that. But For sure. No, 100%, man. And it's just not that much to ask of people. <laughs> right. You know what I really hope this does, though? This whole mask thing? It lets people recognize when they have stank-ass breath. You know? Like, how many people have you known that just have stank breath all the time, but they never fix it? Yeah. Like, there's people I used to work with, and it'd be like, dude, like, I know you smell that. <laughs> and it's not just like it's just like a one-day thing. It's like, your breath stank like this all the yeah. freaking time. Like Now you got to taste your own medicine. Yeah, now that you're sucking on that death breath all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or, dude, or people that just don't wash it for, like, three months. And you'll probably just have, like, some sweaty, nasty Sweaty and dirt. Oh, you know, like, there's plenty of people that are like that. Yeah, dude. No like, boy, you know. Right here. Yeah, it's right. Like... <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's just, like, it's just a silly thing to even argue about. It's for the fucking mask. Yeah, dude. It's just, like, it's not that It's not even though. like you're out that much anyway. I mean, if you're working, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? If you're in the workplace 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you're wearing that thing, I'm sure it gets old. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Outside of the mask, you really just have to learn how to take care of yourself. And I think that's another big shift in perspective, too. Right. You know, how many people are, like, so crazy unhealthy in our country? Yeah. You know? Right. Don't take vitamins. They eat like shit. They don't exercise. And now that there's nowhere to go, Mm -hmm. hopefully they just is like, well, I might as well go to the park. Yeah. And walk around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But the craziest thing for weight loss is a lot of times you don't have to exercise that much. You just have to change what you eat. Yeah, yeah, seriously. You know, 
I wonder how many people were like never went to the gym and were like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, and then they shut them down and they're like so pissed they closed the gym. Like, ah, I was gonna go. Make your own gym, man. You know, I mean, there's so many things you can do around the house. If you have steps, there's plenty of things you can do with steps. Mm. There's, I'm sure you have something heavy in your house. Yeah, that you can lift up Dude, and down. I've been using my uh, detergent. There you it's go. It's like a dumbbell. Yeah, improv, man. Yeah. You know, make it work. It's just like, you can make excuses or you can make it happen. And I really hope people really reflect on this time and just like make the most out of it. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, to look back on this time and feel like you wasted it, like that's going to be some terrible regret. For sure. Like if you hated your job and then you were on unemployment for a long time and you didn't do nothing, like didn't do anything. And then you're like back at that job. Like that's what scared me, dude. When I thought I was going to go back to my job, I was Uh like, man, I just, I just don't want to be standing there just being like, God damn it. Like I had my (laughs) chance and I fucked it. You know, Right. Every time you walk through that door, you're going to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like walk in, walk out. Yeah. For sure, man. Like people that wanted to make a career change or wanted to do this. And it's like, when am I going to think about it? When am I going to do it? I don't have the time. Yeah, exactly. And now everyone has the time. For sure. Especially for our generation, man. I mean, for people that are sick of, you know, being in a building or an office for 40 to 50 hours a week and having to ask when they're allowed to take time off and, you know, I got to go pick up my kid real quick. Is that okay? And it's Mm -hmm. like all that bullshit. Like a lot of people got let go of jobs that they didn't even really want to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. And the reason they were doing it is because it was the safe option. Yeah. But now that we've realized the safe option isn't that safe, it's like, why not just bet on yourself? Yeah. Why not start that Amazon resale business you were thinking of Mm -hmm. or start flipping sneakers or selling your art on Etsy? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just like a plethora of ways to make money online. And uh, it's really our job to take advantage of that, you know? I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. And if you were to talk to your grandparents about, you know, the opportunities that we have available to us, I mean, dude, you could go find shit for cheap ship it all at once to amazon Mm -hmm. amazon gets a cut but they ship it for you they package it they do everything for you Mm -hmm. like your grandparents would i would say your grandparents would punch you in the dick and your great grandparents wouldn't even speak to you yeah they'd be like what is this so you're satanist now yeah like i had to do fucking manual labor for like 60 years (laughs) and then i still got fucked at the end and you're complaining about like a corporation doing half the work for you you just have to go find the product it's just like yeah there's so many ways to make money man yeah and you like for our generation and the you know the people behind us the option to work a nine-to-five is there but it's Mm -hmm. not a necessity that's not the route you have to go there's very plausible ways for you to make money legally and make a good life for yourself without having to be you know having to be like under this very like school like um like the school like structure mm-hmm. you know of like asking permission and mm-hmm. kind of can i go to the bathroom and it's just like mm-hmm. fuck all that man yeah. yeah dude it's tough to like get out of that mold in that mindset too, because like you come from the minute you're born you're raised with the expectations you go to school you go to work you're both your you know if you have parents who work they work mm-hmm. or i mean like even if you know they don't work that much like your parents didn't sell shit online when you were a little kid that for wasn't sure. really a thing so it was like you know you just that's in your mind for your whole life 
And like you said, like the options are out there. Like you don't have to do that. But like you always have that like suspicion in the back mm-hmm. of your mind that like this is the safe harbor. This is like, the safe way. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's not safe, man. There's 50 million Americans out of jobs right yeah. now. It, you know, it just wasn't the safe option. It felt safe because there's health care involved. You know, you get your, your health care with it and, you know, there's like yeah. job security and all right. this stuff. But there's really not, mm-hmm. you know. And even when it comes to healthcare, like they're only covering certain things, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, I'm not shitting on people that are going that route. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there are options for sure. And, you know, being your own boss has its pros and its cons, just like it does. Like when, when I showed up for work, I worked and then I left. And when I left, I wasn't dealing with work. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take that route of, you know, starting your own Amazon business or something like that, then it is on you. Yeah. You know, if, if, mm-hmm. if a fire gets started, it's up to you to put it out. Yeah. And there's no so. one else to put it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's more responsibility. But I think when you look back on your life, I think most people would be more proud of just taking things into their own hands. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, how many horror stories have you heard from like, your parents and their friends and stuff like that of just, you know, I worked for this corporation for 30 years and then they fired me Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like the worker is always, um, obligated to have loyalty to the company, but Mm -hmm. the company has no obligation to be loyal to the employee. Mm -hmm. And that's when it gets really disappointing, man. Mm -hmm. You know, cause you feel like you gave your life to this company for them to not even like respect you enough to, you know, take care of you. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, like, that gap there. You know, companies do, you know, like, there's some that definitely show some appreciation for, for sure. their employees and treat them well. But like you said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes if you got to make a business decision, you got to. If the numbers aren't coming in, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. it's kind of like, just like you said, if you become your own boss, then you don't have to worry about any of that. But it's a different type of stress because, right. like you said, it's all on you. And it's like, I think the one thing about that is, like, you have to be serious about it because there's a lot of people who are, like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. But then they kind of just take it and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to be lazy. And it's like, well, yeah, they think doing their own thing means they don't have to work. Yeah. But it actually means if you do your own thing, you probably have to work even more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, man, you do because yeah. I would it's, think so. It's not like you just wake up and you clock in and you clock out and it's okay. Yeah. You know, because nobody's giving you a guaranteed check. No. You know, for whatever you do. It's like, right. When you show up to work, I mean, you're going to get paid for the time you're there. Yeah. Easy peasy. You know, granted, if you do shit work there, you're probably not going to last very long. You're not going to last long, right? And that all kind of plays out too. But I'm excited, man. I think in the Mm -hmm. next few years, we're going to see a lot of people. I think this might give people like a a boost back into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and just like inventors. Like, we don't have as many inventors in this country like we used to have. Right. And now that people actually have time and you know, they're, they're shedding the, the hamster wheel off of them, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like what you're saying, like you just get stuck in that trap. And then you think about like, what would I do if I didn't have this job? But mm-hmm. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy and this, that, right. and the other. Well, all those things are coming to fruition now. Yeah. And, uh, take advantage, man. Yeah. Like, that's what I say to everyone on here, man, is take advantage, you yeah. know? And, uh, I think for a lot of people, it's just like starting. It's hard to find a place to start. Mm-hmm. Could be but, hard you know, start, honestly. But, you know, we have YouTube. Yeah. So if you don't know where to start, just go on YouTube. Yeah. Because, <laughs> trust me, if whatever you're feeling right now, other people have felt, and then some of those people 
did. Mm-hmm. They they made content about whatever. I've watched plenty of videos about Amazon reselling, mm-hmm. you know, difference between private labeling and retail arbitrage and passion products and all the different sectors you can go into and like what's a good way to go about it and you know it's just like building that knowledge base before you dive in Mm -hmm. but we have the knowledge at our fingertips right you know and like you said you got the time now to dive into it yeah and it's like the time to be creative and it's kind of just like what you're saying like how you started you know like you're still doing it but like you started with the love tribe sector nine page and then you moved like he didn't put a a cap on it Mm -hmm. and then you move to this and i think that's like the great a great way to approach it because like when you don't put a cap on your ideas one thing can go to this and maybe it's not the end game but it can take you to this and it could take you to that and they could take you to this yeah and blossoms yeah but you gotta let it blossom yeah you need time for creativity yeah and people want to control it too Mm -hmm. and i think for me too is like i don't have this like and like like i don't think like for example i don't want this podcast to end up being like on MTV or something. You know, I'm not like, I'm making this and like one day I can do this. And like, I'm just making it. Right. I'm just letting it happen, you know? And when you kind of put things out into the universe, the universe will give them back to you. You just have to listen, mm-hmm. you know? For sure, man. And things will just keep building and keep building. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Life's too short to be... Dealing with some fuck shit. Preach to that. <laughs> you know? Dude, I feel like it's easier to, like, have fun with it when you do it like that, too. Yeah. Like, it's easier if you think, like, if you're thinking, like, I want this to end up on MTV, whatever, then it's, like, if you're, like, maybe this episode, oh, man, this episode wasn't good enough, that, uh, blah, maybe this wasn't, and then, like, you think, and then, like, you stop, like, then mm-hmm. you get stressed out, and then you kind of can't think about it. It's, like, kind of like how, like, uh, earlier in the quarantine, I was, like, making a lot of illustrations and stuff like that, and I was just making them for fun and stuff like that, and... I would like send a few to my dad and he's like, oh, are you going to sell them? You're going to make money for them? Sell them. And I'm just like, and like the, the thought of like making it like I need to make a shop and I need to sell them. It was kind of like, it stressed me out and it made me like, it sucked it out of me. And it was like, it made it hard to like come with ideas all of a yeah. sudden. And, uh, but like, not that I was thinking like that. Like I was, I was, but just like the thought of doing that, right. like restricted my creativity yeah. or whatever. It's like, I was like, maybe I'll just do it. And then like, if it gets fruitful one day, then I'll like do that or right. whatever. But like when you're just like starting out with it, I feel like it's so much more free and, mm-hmm. and like to just flow with it and not be like, it has to be this. Yeah. Otherwise, you know. Well, because people will, will, well, then you focus on the end goal and the end goal is not even the goal. The journey is the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, the process is the goal. If, you know, when people talk about happiness, People that, like, I watch on YouTube or people I know that are really successful that are also happy, they're happy because they love the process. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, like, happy because they got to, like, this end goal and it's, like, everything's, like, perfect now. Exactly. That never happens. Yeah. Because life will always continue. Mm-hmm. It's really about, like, enjoying the process and then through that is how you actually end up getting to those end goals. But even when you get there, you don't really even... That's not really like the accomplishment. The accomplishment mm-hmm. is the work mm-hmm. itself. For sure. You know? 100%, dude. It's like you fall in love with solving the puzzle. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, not just seeing it done, but like if you fall in love with the process of finding the pieces and putting it together, that's what it's all about, man. And, and it yeah. comes in every way, shape, or form, too. It's like, you know, being like you know, having like a podcast and having like different content for like the Love Tribe and stuff like that. Or it can be like you could love math. 
Yeah. You know, like there, there's so many different types of like problems to be solved. That was like one thing that I was like kind of really talking about, like um, with a friend of mine who's like, uh, is like a genius when it comes to math and he'll solve a Rubik's cube in like a minute when we're like drinking and stuff like that. And it's just like, <laughs> what are those types of cats? Like loves chess, mm-hmm. you know, would just destroy you and me in chess in like four moves if he could. And, you know, he's like, dude, I just love, I love, but he's like, he's not a math dude. You wouldn't think he's like a math dude. Yeah. But he's like, dude, I just, I just love challenging problems. I love solving challenging problems. And it's like, I never understood that. But then it was like, I kind of like related to myself with like graphic design and stuff like that. It's kind of like when you create something, there's like a problem there and you have to create the pieces to the puzzle instead of find the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. So it's like, everybody has like challenging problems to solve. It's just one way or the other. And I think if you were just like, you love the challenge of solving the puzzle, then like you said, like that's all that matters right there. It's like you have to love the process of solving yeah. it. So That's where the real satisfaction comes into play. Mm-hmm. Is like being proud of the work that you did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you just look at it when you're done and you're like, oh, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, then it's like... That's a shitty feeling, bro. <laughs> Getting yeah. something done because you have to get it done yeah. sucks. I felt it. That's how I felt in school, dude. Like I never... I wouldn't say never, but like I just... For most of the time, I just got things done because I had to get them done. Mm-hmm. Not because I actually wanted to do oh, them. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. You finish it like 20 minutes before class. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know? But that's just the cool thing about being an actual adult now and being out of school. You know? Nothing's like being instilled on me to get things accomplished. It's just mm-hmm. kind of all on me. Yeah. You solving know. your own problems right now yeah that's probably why you're having so much fun with it because it's like you know you finally have somebody isn't giving you like something like you got to do this you got to do that you're mm-hmm. just like what problems do you want to solve yeah so props to you for you know taking the opportunity to yeah i appreciate it man you know regrets a motherfucker and i just don't want to be filled with it you know mm-hmm. yeah that's for sure and it's just like such a unique time for me you know it's my last year of my 20s going into the 30s and you and me both man yeah yeah dude it does feel like a watershed year doesn't it it feels like where are you when you're 30 that's like a hard deadline bro (laughs) well like my i saw some friends last weekend and they're like man 30 sucks and i was like man 29 has been pretty rough (laughs) i'm actually kind of looking forward to 30 you know outside of everything in the world just like i've had the back problems and stuff and i was like man hopefully by 30 that's just just you know, A1 yeah. sauce, and I'm just kind of back to my normal physical self. Yeah. How have you been feeling lately, by the way? I mean, it's definitely gotten better, man. I would, uh, last weekend when I saw some friends, uh, one of my buddies, Zajac, showed me some stretches because he dealt with the same thing last year. And his stretches that he showed me really helped too. And the inversion table's been huge. I would definitely say that's kind of that and yoga have definitely been like the two biggest things to help me get through sciatica uh because it's a painful thing to have happen man you know you feel it in your back but it shoots all the way down your leg yeah so even though you don't have anything wrong with your leg your Mm -hmm. leg feels terrible and uh it's been six months man and i you know heat it stretch it massage it ice it it's just like every day like every night i'm here and it's just like this lineup of things i gotta do yeah you know and uh but there's a lot of great lessons i've learned from it too you know i definitely will never take my physical health for granted again mm-hmm. and uh learn a lot about patience you know it's been a lot of patience and 
lot of gratitude, man. You know, I'm really excited for the first time I get to play basketball again. Yeah, dude, it's like you think about that shit when, like, you could just play basketball on a whim, you know? It's like, That's oh, what I was shit. doing. That's how I got hurt. I was just like, oh, I'm kind of sore. I'll just go shoot hoops. And yeah. After 15 minutes, I warm up. I'm loose anyway. Yeah. But it went the complete opposite, and I couldn't even pick up the ball 10 minutes into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, sciatic is no joke. Like, I props you for fighting that for so long. Because, like I said, like, I had it for, like, three weeks or a mm-hmm. month, like, once a couple years ago. So, like, I had a taste of what it was. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you can't even, like, sit down normally. It's like... Well, that's the challenge is, like, you're worse when you don't move it. Yeah. And, you know, January, February, March, like, like I could stretch, but it was even hard for me to stretch. So it's just, like, this vicious cycle of, like, you can't move, but you have to move. Yeah. And then once April started hitting, it started getting a little better. And, like, two or three weeks ago, I finally started riding my bike again. Mm-hmm. and like it's like days i ride my bike i'm fine because i'm you're you got to use it you know you got to use it if you don't use it you're gonna you lose, lose it, it so is it and true that's, <laughs> yeah, it was very true <laughs> so yeah man i mean that doing the inversion table twice a day um you know i'm just like sticking to it and hopefully before winter it's just kind of like back to where it normally is yeah you're getting there dude it is. I mean, Which, I haven't backed. I I backtracked once, maybe in like March or so. But outside of that one little setback, it's yeah. been it's been a progressive journey. So yeah, it's only natural. Like once in a while, you kind of get sick of fighting it just to stay normal again. But it wasn't even that. We got a little drunk, and I slept <laughs> on it wrong. And I woke up in the morning. I was like, I feel worse than when this thing first hit. I went back to the chiropractor and he's like, oh, you fucking <laughs> That's also natural too. <laughs> I was like, God damn. You know what's funny about that too? It's, and I said drunk. We weren't even like shit faced or anything. I had two claws and I was just feeling a little buzzed. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and it was like, uh, like I had the next few days off. So I was like, I'll have one more. Like who cares? I'll get the next few days off. And I had this feeling that I shouldn't drink it. But I, like, justified in my brain, like, well, I'm not going anywhere. And, like, this is me and wifey. Like, I'm not worried about, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? The world's ending. That's because I didn't listen to my gut. Like, I always hate myself when I don't listen to my gut. Because I should have listened to my gut. And maybe I would have still slept wrong. I don't know. But I just felt like when I drank that third one, I shouldn't have. That claw, man. That's what they Rare. don't tell you on those claw commercials. I know. I'm going to start a smear campaign, I guess. <laughs> Claws give you sciatica <laughs> when you sleep on your back. You heard it here first. <laughs> Dude, so what's the science of the inversion table? Mm-hmm. You said it like it, you a lot of blood rushes like up well, to your head when you do it? So with the inversion table, you essentially lock your ankles in, and then it flips you upside down. And the idea is it's you know flipping gravity right so you're instead of you know your your back takes a lot of uh pressure because you're walking all walking on it all day and stuff like right. that when you're on the inversion table it flips you over and so it refills your vertebrae with water uh-huh. and then that's what helps the discs like reform oh, okay got you they have more blood flow mm-hmm. so so the only other time that you know water's really rehydrating those vertebrae is when you sleep but even that's not really that much. Right. So that's why, like, the when I first wake up, I do the inversion table, and usually right before bed. Okay. Sometimes midday. And I'm only doing it for, like, 10 minutes or so. It's not yeah. like I'm hanging upside down for yeah. hours. 
but <laughs> somebody knocks on the door he's like swinging upside down <laughs> hey I'm here but yeah man I mean I just you know our friend Matt brought it up to me and I started looking into it and it made sense and you know when you're in const- like constant pain like you're you're open to try anything mm-hmm. you know and I've, I went to the chiropractor a bunch of times and he did a good job but it just wasn't fixing me you know, stretching and, you know, hot baths and ice and all this stuff. It, it They were helping, but they I just wanted to pick it up. And the inversion table's been huge because this is helping refill those vertebrae of water. And uh, I can definitely see a huge difference in days I do it and days I don't. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Is that something that gets worse as you get older? Like the f- uh, more probably. fluid goes? I've, I've, I was thinking about that the other day because I've noticed – like, I don't know, maybe in, like, the last six months to a year or something, I've noticed, like, my veins in my, like, calves are more prominent. Like, it's nothing terrible. Yeah. But, like, I've just noticed, like, they're more... Yeah, man. Va- and, I, like, I wonder if, like... We're going to start getting like, ugly, man. We're yeah. getting older. Yeah, dude, I'm getting nasty, bro. <laughs> I have to turn 30. You get all veiny and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> crow's feet. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, as you get older, your body starts deteriorating, so... You know, my big thing is once this thing is like fully healed, I really need to focus on my back and my core. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's get that the... get that built up because my core is my core is doing good, but I always knew my back was weak. So, dude, if you can't if the back shut down, you can't do a damn thing, man. Oh yeah, I mean it's like the nucleus of the body because it hurts your bottom and your top half. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not enjoyable, but at the same time, man, I mean, life is what you make it. You know, mm-hmm. it sucks that I had this injury. I'm definitely over it. I can guarantee you that. I'm yeah. definitely over it. Yeah. But it is what it is. And, you know, I could have an eye lost. My dick could get cut off. I mean, there's a lot of worse yeah. things that could happen. That's always the number one. You know? But <laughs> brings you back down. <laughs> Your dick didn't cut off. Yeah. You know, it's it's not an ideal situation, but it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's for sure, man. That's a good spirit to have. It is. I mean, look, I think a lot of people are their own worst enemies, and I try not to be mine. 100%, dude. I think that's really important. That's the only battle you got to win, man, the one in here. Exactly. And for people that are so worried about other people's opinions, that's why you end up having that shitty confidence and mm-hmm. that lack of self-esteem. It's just like, like if someone I love comes up and tells me something, I take it into consideration, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you're just some fucking stranger, why do you care? Right. You know, why yeah. does that even matter? Someone says something ignorant to me, I just laugh. Mm. I think it's funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> sure. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, like, nobody's, everybody isn't always going to like you. Everybody yeah. always isn't, like, you know, if you just rely on outside people, or it's just, like, if you rely, if you rely on outside people to make outside you happy, to love yourself, yeah. if you're on that platform, then you can just as easily fall off it. Why so do you think like, famous people go nuts? Yeah, man. Famous people go nuts. Because eventually they don't get the attention that they've been seeking, that mm-hmm. they did have. Yeah. And they lose it, man. They look for these outside sources of gratification. And that will never be fulfilling. For it feels sure. good in the instant with some, you know, you look good. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Yeah. But long term, that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You have to have like inner peace within yourself and, you know, learn learn your disciplines and... Learn what makes you become, like, the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant process. You know, for me, it really started with eating. 
learn like what what's good to eat and then I kind of like went into like more like into yoga and physical health and then into supplements and you know wheatgrass and kombucha mm-hmm. and you know probiotics and all this stuff so mm-hmm. it's always like a gradual process and evolution learn how to take care of yourself yeah. steroids and steroids yeah i'm definitely <laughs> using steroids look at my fucking twig arms i probably need some steroids but <laughs> hgh <laughs> yeah. yeah that's your next supplement yeah right kombucha and hgh <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. important man especially with you know let's be realistic i mean we're not gonna have a vaccine for coronavirus for a while mm-hmm. so it's important that your immune system is strong and how does that happen through exercise through reading right through you know getting the right vitamins in your system through getting enough sleep and you know not drinking booze all the time and Mm -hmm. you know you you gotta like live in the now but think a little bit in the future too it's one of the pros of being a human we can think of the past and the future but that can also be a con too people get stuck in that shit definitely man you know well this happened before so this will happen again not necessarily right or you know i'm afraid what that could be like well you never know until you try right or it's like oh i've seen or if they get like a sniff of like what happened in the past like oh i've been down this road before i know exactly what's gonna happen this time and it's like yeah it's not always the case which sometimes it is yeah but also sometimes it's not right and it's just like not beneficial to live that way at all Mm. You know, it's not beneficial to, you know, I mean, no, no. It's good to learn from the past. And all we are at the end of the day is an accumulation of all of our experiences to this point. So. That's deep. You know, it's like if I'm walking down the street, I'm not going to walk in front of a car from past experience. I know that's not the right move. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hang on to my past experience to shut me off from future experiences either. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely like a good way of putting it. Because some people let their past just completely take over their future, and it's especially like, like relationships, dude. Oh like, yeah, I had a bad relationship, but like yep. I'm never dating anyone ever again. Yeah, it's like, well, that was just one person. Yeah, and there's billions of us running around here, so yeah, there's a lot of different experiences to be had. Yeah, you know, like somebody gets cheated on, and then it's like mm-hmm. the next person if they like talk to someone the next <laughs> like, oh no, we're done. Yeah. We're like, done. I'm over. You cheated on me. Yeah. I cheated. I yeah. said hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's weird. Like, newly being like single myself, which I'm not used to. It's mm-hmm. like, weird seeing how many people have like really been affected by, you know, past relationships where it's just like they kind of just like lose their shit and it's just like, damn, you know. Yeah. A lot of people do that. That shit affect them. Yeah. Um. Well, they they're so afraid of being hurt again. But right. If you don't give, if you don't put yourself out there to be hurt, you'll never really. Like, excel that relationship to the next level. Right. And I think it goes back to, like, what you are talking about before, like, not letting outside validation be your thing. Like, if you mm-hmm. have the self-love, because it's kind of just like, you know, maybe if someone cheats on you, obviously, you're going to feel shitty about yourself. Right. And was I enough? Was I not attractive enough? Was I right. not this enough or that? You know, but, like, if you have enough of, like, self-love, then, like, you know that that doesn't, shouldn't make you hate yourself. And, like, For a lot sure. of people kind of pour too much of themselves in another person and like they love themselves through that validation too much and then that's when you kind of not that you should like shut yourself off from like that type of thing but like you know that's when people end up really getting damaged from it i feel like is when or end up in abusive relationships it's like this person's the only way they love themselves to put up with anything for it and it's tough to see but lots of hard balance of relationships is like 
your relationship identity and your self identity. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people get their self identity like lost. Right. Because now it is like this joint identity. Mm-hmm. But it's important to have both. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can have both at the same time. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's stuff that, you know, my girl and I do together. And then there's some stuff that's like, that's your thing. That's my thing. Right. And that's cool. Exactly. You know, you need to have things that you do together. You need to have things that you don't do together. Because mm-hmm. no matter if you're with someone or you're not, you still have to deal with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. You're still sure. just you in your head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And they can't hop in there to help you out, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. So it's important. Yeah, you guys definitely got a good thing going on. It's definitely important, like you said, to have that. Um, this comes down to communication, man. Because you still are two people. Yeah. You shouldn't, like, ever want someone to, like, stop being them. Oh. <sighs> You know what I mean? I like, can never be with someone like that. Yeah, like I was like, I don't yeah. want. I like you because you are the way you are. Right. Like, I don't want to make you something you're not. Yeah. But there are people that are I guess, that do like that, I guess. Well, for some people, relationships are a power dynamic. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, and it's very like an old school way of thinking. But you know, like I'm the man of the house, so I'm yeah. gonna set the fucking rules here. Right. And this is how we're gonna do things. This mm-hmm. is how we're gonna raise the kids and. I think a lot of our generation has gone away from that, mm-hmm. but I mean, just for the for the good. Oh yeah, I mean that is just like a terrible, like, especially like think of the woman in that situation, like the wife, like what a terrible situation to be in. Yeah, I'm talking about like no identity of self for real, and this fucking asshole just comes in and it just like sets the tone for the whole family, and it really just has to be a joint venture. That's mm-hmm. how my parents were. I mean, they're very, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's a it's a collaboration mm-hmm. you know it's not like one person makes the rules and the other follows it's just right. a collaborative effort right. on how we can make this the best thing it can be right you know which is crazy that it that like model was lasted the model for so long <laughs> yeah like not even that long ago like you know not at all and stuff it's like not at all dude our grandparents oh. lived like that right for sure yeah and yeah. some of our parents did too yeah yeah you know so, some wild shit, but it's crazy to think how much those things have changed in such a short amount of time. Yeah. It's... Like, how much have we had to explain to our grandparents about how life is now? Right. Oh, And dude. how different it is. That's that. That's great, and it's but it makes me wonder, like... What well, we're going to be yeah, like... Yeah, what the hell is, is like, someone going to... Like, my it's like my cyborg grandson going to be explaining <laughs> shit to me when I'm, like, 80. Oh, Grandpa, man. you don't even know what you're doing here. Yeah. Like... <laughs> He's you like know. cryogenically frozen or some shit. I mean, it might be some shit like that. You might be talking to your grandson as like a hologram or something. You know? I mean, it's I wouldn't rule it out. Dude, if you think about it. Hey, like, if they can get Tupac on a stage, I'm not ruling yeah. it out. And Michael Jackson, dude, I saw one of their hologram concerts. It was so weird. I didn't see that MJ one. It was from like years ago, but he's mm-hmm. up there like moonwalking a hologram of him. It's like, dude, this is just too bizarre, man. They're doing that with sports now. They're trying to do, there's a, because uh, oh, we're talking about like a baseball starting tonight. Uh, like whatever game is on Fox mm-hmm. is like a primetime game. They're doing a virtual crowd, like where you just like CGI and like a whole crowd in the stadium. That's weird. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's weird. Like, what if the camera zooms up too fast and the crowd's like up here in the stadium <laughs> down here? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's weird. That's kind of like the NBA didn't do that. They just have like on certain points, like they have like, fans on the screen yeah like from old stadiums and stuff like but it's a, like not. a big jumbotron and yeah like,
Uh -huh. um, I can show you. I actually bought the NBA package so I can watch all the games and stuff. Dude, that's a good purchase, man. There's nothing else to watch right now. All right, y'all. I'm helping y'all out. Y'all want to watch the NBA. Let me tell you how you're going to do it. This is such a steal. So, you know, Hulu. Do you uh -huh. get, like, live Hulu or whatever? It's 50 yeah. bucks a month. For the NBA, if you pay them 60 bucks, they give you access to every scrimmage, every game, whether it's on national TV or not. And you just download the app on your smart TV. It was, like, the easiest shit ever. For an extra 10 bucks with Hulu? No, that's what I'm saying. If you do Hulu, uh -huh. it's 50 bucks a month. Oh, if you go through you. the NBA, it's sixty bucks a one-time purchase, and that's it's it. Sixty dollars. Yeah, for Straight the up? yeah for all the scrimmages, season, and playoffs. Oh, dude, I'm sold. So I signed up for it. I was like, well, yeah. fuck, because like for I'm not, I'm not gonna watch live TV. And the cool thing with the NBA TV stuff, it cuts out all the commercials too, so it just put, comes up like commercials are on be back in a few or whatever yeah yeah but i'd rather watch that than yeah you know oh, charles barkley trying to sell me old spice or yeah. some shit you know <laughs> yeah 100 like i don't need to see that yeah <laughs> yeah so it's been nice i watched the lakers last night and uh it's dope man muted it played a sts9 set yeah, dude, you know? that's exactly what I do. Sports, it's like I just play, I just Especially play music now, bro. Yeah. Oh, you thought these announcers were bad before? Now they got all these assholes on a Zoom. No. So they're like on the top of the screen in a Zoom, watching the game from somewhere else, and like <laughs> the commentary is already terrible in the NBA, yeah. and now it's even worse because of the lag. Uh, oh my gosh, bro! So like, like somebody will drain this. a three, and then like two seconds later, <laughs> like right between the yeah. eyes. <laughs> It's unbearable, dude. I was like, I wish there was like an option to like get their Zoom section like off the screen. Oh, you can see them. Mm -hmm. So they're like in their living room or something, yep. and they're like, screaming. oh yeah, oh yeah, like the dogs behind them. They're like, like watching the same thing I'm watching through like the NBA pass, <laughs> and then just like on a Zoom somehow Man. connected to the, it's. If I were them, if I was the NBA, just get a couple people to do like some like announcing in the actual bubble yeah don't do the zoom shit yeah just get, it like, looks so bad and it sounds bad and it's just it's not a good experience yeah i'm not gonna be about that but all. i think that's kind of like obviously the scrimmages are to get the players mm -hmm. warmed up but it's also for them to figure out how they're going to televise this yeah. so i really hope they're just like all right we're gonna nix this in the butt because this yeah. is just like not working out. dude there's a lot of good ideas and there's a lot of shitty sure. ideas right now it doesn't look bad man i mean they're using you know audio of fans so it kind of has like that energy still, and they're using I, music and stuff. I am on board with the fake crowd noise. Mm -hmm. I thought that was gonna be weird at first, and then I heard it like I saw it, like on a soccer game, and I saw it, and I was mm -hmm. like, all right. I was like, I first heard it, and I was like, oh shit, there's fans there. So it was <laughs> yeah. like, I it gives you a real, a real vibe. But yeah, for it just to be like completely silent, especially you know how like how. There's a lot of potty mouths in the NBA. Yeah. There's this one video already of Mello. He went and got a a rebound yesterday uh -huh. he's like fuck out of here <laughs> and they had a 30 second delay on the nba and they still didn't catch it <laughs> and he screams that? it bro he's like fuck out of here That's so funny, you can hear man. everything in there dude there's nobody else in the stadium well to me is like especially for the scrimmages if it's not on espn and stuff they should just let the audio go mm -hmm. like put a warning at the beginning of the game look we don't know what they're gonna say Mature i think it's his only i think it would add a I understand why they're doing it because they want it to be family accessible. They want yeah. everyone to watch it. And I get it. They got a lot of money to make up. Right. But, like, 
I wish there was like an 18 and older option that you could select. Yeah, and then you could hear sick. him just talk shit the whole time. I would love that. <laughs> that would be sick. I would love just that. Just mic them all up and just let it well, go. They're all mic'd up. Already? Well, they don't have to have mics on them because they're in the bubble. So they yeah. just have like mics surrounding the court and stuff. I mean, yeah. you pick up on everything that's said. Right. So I don't think they necessarily have to wear mics. Yeah. Just the way that it's set up. So yeah. like, even with the crowd noise and stuff, you can yeah. you can work with that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude, I love that. Like, you hear somebody get a rebound, like, yeah, little bitch. Yeah, little bitch. <laughs> Especially, dude, Mello's such a shit talker. Is he really? Oh, dude, you can go on YouTube, and uh, I mean, he just talks smack all the time, dude. It's great. I never would have pegged him as a shit talker. Mello? Oh, he, yeah. He seems like a dude who doesn't talk, but I guess not. Oh, yeah, I remember he was a shit talker when he was on Punk. Remember Punk back in the day? Yeah. Dasha Kutcher? They punked him. It was something like in a, like, he was in a hotel room, and then something was wrong with the hotel room or something like that and he was just f this f that f f f, f. and i was like oh this dude probably talks about <laughs> shit <laughs> that's hilarious damn i wonder who the biggest shit talker is in the nba uh, probably patrick beverly or something like that yeah dude, he's talks, Clippers, dude yeah. he talks mad shit he says like lebron ain't shit or something oh like that. bro when he blocked lebron's shot on christmas i think it was christmas day he's like this is my motherfucking city i was like oh my god i feel like that's gonna bite you in the ass when it really counts but yeah yeah he's not a he's not a big guy yeah i mean he's like our size for sure and he definitely has more muscle uh-huh. But he's not that big of a guy, especially compared to LeBron, which is yeah. just like a tank. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, dude. That stuff just doesn't affect LeBron, dude. He's just like... Dude, well, when you've been hearing sh- it since you're, you know, 14, 15 years old, bro. Yeah. When you're like 34, it's like... What, what are you going to say to that guy right. that he hasn't already heard? Yeah, dude. He doesn't care. You know? And like the second he went to the Heat in 2010 mm-hmm. or whatever, he was the ultimate villain mm-hmm. in essentially every stadium he went to. Oh, yeah. For the last... Ten, that was 10 years ago. Oh, like, yeah. this dude's heard everything. Like, why even try to fuck with him? <laughs> it's not going to well, turn out well. Yeah. You can't now. I mean, yeah. you know, for people like him and Jordan and Kobe, like, when you talk shit, it fuels them. Like, you're better mm. not talking shit. If they're having a bad yeah. game, yeah. you're better off just not saying anything. Yeah. Because it's when you say something that's, that provokes their ego, and they're yeah. like, oh, okay, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know oh. what Kobe used to do? Huh. Uh, Kobe used to at the beginning of the fourth quarter would go up to the best player and go good game <laughs> that's all he would say good game and you knew he was right too yeah he's like yeah your game's over kobe you know black yeah, mama time it was my time let me show you how it's Damn. done fourth quarter style hit this game winner in your fucking face from you know half court and he was right every time i mean dude it was scary bro like I remember just, it got to the point, like, every Christmas day, this dude was just hitting a game winner. And it was like, there'd be five seconds left, and you'd just be like, yeah, Kobe about to get this, bro. Dude, I still go back and watch his last game ever. Yeah, 60-pointer. Dude, that yeah. was so sick. I think it was like Shaq told him, he's like, I, I told him to go out there and drop 50. Drop 50. Like, we got 60. <laughs> it's a very Kobe way to go out. Yeah, for sure. I have this weird theory of, like, what if Kobe didn't die and, like, the world was just, like, real normal right now? Dude, like what if what if that he would like his death was like that glitch in the matrix that just fucked everything (laughs) you know maybe i have no proof and this is probably not even real but it was just like man ever since kobe died man shit just really went haywire for us you know (laughs) dude it cracks me up when people say that though because like obviously not like how you're thinking Uh about it but like i feel like a lot of people are like oh kobe would have saved us if he was here uh probably not (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, the conspiracy about him is that he was about to buy 
like a huge pharmaceutical company. Oh, for real? Yeah. I don't think that I again, I would not invest that much into that. Yeah. Um it seems like a stretch. But uh but yeah, man. I mean, it's sad for someone that great to die so young and Yeah. And you know, I think I think of LeBron a lot in the same ways where like his mm-hmm. his career after basketball could possibly overshadow his career in basketball, even though he's had a phenomenal career right in the sport. But, you know, they just did so much impactful work once they left the league mm-hmm. that when, you know, if they got to be the, cha- you know, got to be like 60, 70 years old and you look back to be like, damn, that dude, mm-hmm. like, you know, LeBron's building straight up schools in Akron and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like they didn't stop at basketball. He's really making a huge difference, you know. So yeah. it's good to see, man. It's good to see people not forget where they come from. And, you know, LeBron doesn't have to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. He could be out in L.A. living it up and not even think about Akron again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, that's for sure, man. He's definitely done a lot. Like, I like think the last dance coming out recently. Mm-hmm. And not to hate on Jordan, but I guess that just wasn't his scene or whatever. But, like, if you compare the two between, like, doing things for, like... Oh, yeah. It's like... Jordan does things for himself. Yeah. You know, Jordan... But, again, you know, Jordan didn't grow up poor. True. Jordan grew up in a nice neighborhood. So, you know, I think the... Like, LeBron's a lot more humble because he knows... He just started from more humble beginnings mm-hmm. where Jordan really didn't. But, yeah, it's good to see LeBron invest back in the community in the future. Yeah. You know? Like, that means everything to those kids, to have a safe place to go to school. Yeah. He's even building, like, dorms for them in case they don't have a place to sleep at night and stuff. So, Dude, I saw recently, it was this graduating class in the spring. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I think, every kid... From the I Promise School mm-hmm. graduated. Good. And every single one of them got a full ride to Kent. Oh, wow. It's actually not Akron now. It's Kent is the affiliation. Probably the so. route to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Akron is probably going to shut down. Oh, for real? With all this COVID stuff. Oh, like know? just the campus, you mean? I thought you meant like totally, but mm-hmm. really? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's not out of uh, the realm of possibilities. Of like the whole school just being done? Mm-hmm. Why? They're losing too much money? Mm-hmm. For real? Mm-hmm. Damn. There's so many state schools, man. Hmm. Is it because they're losing? I'm just talking. I I think that's the situation, but don't hold me to yeah. it. I feel like they got a lot of money. They do, but it also takes a lot of money to run a school. That's true. You know. Shit. And we have like Kent down they're the road, which first. is like the third biggest in the state. Yeah. You know. Where is Akron on the list of priorities? Yeah. You know. Maybe that's foreshadowing. Maybe. I promise, switch it over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But and then, I mean, for Kent, we just have a lot more um, directions you can go into. Yeah. We have a lot more uh, programs. Mm-hmm. For sure, a lot of creative programs in Kent, mm-hmm. like architecture. Yeah, it's and... a safer area, too. No yeah. Offense, but yeah, it's true, though. It's really safe around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, dude, it was good to see like all those kids, you know, like really, you know, the first class and like they're all going to school. It's amazing. It really is, dude. Especially for the first class. A lot of times those things take some time. Yeah. The fact that they got all those kids through is huge, so. Yeah, dude, it sets the tone. Yeah, it definitely sets the tone. Some people try to like talk trash on it too, like, oh, because it's like a charter school. Is it a charter school? It is a charter school. And they're like, oh, you can't tell me LeBron's not making money up. But like, dude, even if he is, 
like who well cares? yeah like, but the reason for him to make money is so they can reinvest it back in the school exactly it's not like he's making this money from the school to like right. build a new pool right like night that's nike money right. that's that billion dollar contract bro yeah. he ain't building a school to make money that redskins money yeah you know i mean he's gonna reinvest it back in the school and yeah which he has definitely done but you never know i mean they i don't think this is like like his goal is to open a school you know, right. I think he's looking to build schools, plural. He could, man. So it makes sense, you know, yeah. if they can generate enough money and start building, you know, in another part of Akron or mm-hmm. even expand outside of Akron. For sure. Know, go to Cleveland somewhere. That'd be huge. Mm-hmm. Start one in Cleveland. Yeah. Lord knows Cleveland needs some good schools. So, yeah, that's for sure. You know, probably wouldn't be a, a bad second location to go to. Yeah, dude, that's what you talk about, you know, making, like, real change and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, getting, like, kids who are, you know, just stifled from their beginnings being stuck. Have you ever seen the Moonlight? It won... I don't think so. I think it won Best Picture, like, I don't know, maybe, like, three or four years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. It was a really interesting movie, and it kind of, like, you know, gave, obviously, someone like myself a lot of perspective. Um, but, like, all these kids who grow up in just terrible scenarios, you know, African-American kids who just have mm-hmm. a hard time making it, like, the more of them you can get in going to college and getting great jobs and getting, like, in, like, community leader roles, yeah. like, that'll really create change and stuff like that. But 100%. Um, these kids have no other example of how to live. Yeah. So if there's no one there to show them another way of life, they're never going to... Mm-hmm. They're never going to get to that point to want to make a change because they don't even know it's possible. Yeah, for sure. So that's definitely the shit that, like, makes a difference, you know. 100%. In the long run. Go, baby. Yeah. I'm excited. I really hope he wins this year. You think he's gonna? I'll say this, man. This is the year where it's up for grabs. I don't think there's a clear, defiant winner at all. I think there could be a team in the NBA that has no fucking business winning an NBA championship get it this year. Just with everything going on. Because you don't know how it's going to play out, man. Yeah. Like, look... Say you get into the third round and one of the star players get COVID, what are they going to do? Are they going to stop the whole thing until this person can play again? Yeah, or are they just going to let it play? You know, there's a lot of questions. And if things play out right, I mean, look, last year Toronto won, but tell me Katie and Clay are out there. There's no fucking chance. Yeah. But when it got to that point, things worked out for Toronto. For sure. And uh, with everything being in the bubble, I'm not rolling it out, man. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen if, like, Anthony Davis or LeBron that's what gets I'm saying. COVID, like, right before the finals? Yeah, that's something? what I'm saying. Like, if, say they go to the finals and LeBron gets COVID, are they just going to pause it for two weeks? You'd have to for like, LeBron. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you keep playing? Or, like, what does that even look like? Yeah. What if they have, like, some type of emergency plan? They're like, if LeBron gets COVID in the playoffs, we're going to have somebody, like, calling a bomb threat to the dome or something. Or the bubble. I think... Oh. <laughs> and they're going to shut their operations down for, like, That's, a week. I mean, it's not the worst plan, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think wh- whoever ends up going to the finals, they're going to be in some bubble shit. Oh, They're going to be like, sure. your ass ain't leaving, bro. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Go back to your room. We'll bring you food. We'll bring you pussy. Like, whatever you need, let yeah. us know you are not leaving this room. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much of a risk. They've lost for so sure. much money as is. And they're not going to get to the finals and have stars be out. I mean, it's, yeah. It makes no sense. I think somebody already has COVID. There yeah, was, like, there's already prominent. been people, yeah. I forget who it was. It wasn't Donovan Mitchell, was it? No, he had it. Like, he was one of the first few people to get it. Oh, yeah. I'm, but they I'm had a few people leave the bubble. 
Like how you leave the bubble, yeah. you have to uh, be quarantined for like ten days or something like that. Yeah, the, it's like it, what are you leaving for, bro? Yeah. They're bringing everything to you. Right. Like there's golfing, there's like amusement park things they can ride. Yeah. Like they, it's not like they're in jail. Yeah. I and mean, there's a plethora of things that they can spend their time. They can go yeah. fishing. They can do a bunch of stuff. Right. And it's just like, what are you gonna leave there to yeah. go out in Florida in the COVID yeah. capital of the universe? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, what are you gonna get out there? You yeah, know, there ain't shit else to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's been some crazy shit, brother. But where are we at here? Oh, two oh three. I like it. Getting wet. You feel good about it? Yeah. Awesome, bro. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. Awesome chat. Hell yeah, man. amazing artwork. We thank much you, appreciate you. you over here at the RMT. Oh, for sure. I got to give my full support here during the show now too. So it's it good to be here, man. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. Check appreciate out the studio. You got a oh, dope yeah. setup here, man. You've been killing it. Yeah. So. Appreciate you, man. Maybe I'll be on again sometime. Oh yeah, we'll get you back on. For sure. I don't have that many people to come on. So. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. It's been good All kicking right. it. Appreciate you, brother. For sure, man.